How's it going, guys? Today is Monday, February 18th, and you're listening to episode number 41 of the Glad to Game News podcast. I'm your host, Jimmy. Alongside me, as always, is Eric. Hey, girl, hey. And Eric, we got a special, we got a special little thing going on here today. Are, are you excited? Me? No, yeah, I'm, I'm not excited at all. I'm just... <sighs> <laughs> we have two very special guests today. We have Edmund and Danielle McMillan on the show. And uh, just give them the give them the glad to give you news welcome, whatever that may be. Yay! Uh, <laughs> woo! I, I don't want to. Be too <laughs> They're all quiet about it. Yeah. Thanks for that. Oh, welcome. were we? Wait, were we supposed to do the welcome? No, no, you can do whatever. I thought we were welcoming the people listening to it. No, we don't have to welcome them. <laughs> welcome. Those welcome. It's good to. They're be not it. even real. Yeah. We we don't have real listeners. We just, you know, I constantly sit up all night and spam the listen to the podcast button. That's why we have all the listens we do. So it's cool. <laughs> but I used, I, I, used to, I used to do that when you could get 25 cents per, per banner click. Oh, there you go. In the day. See, we, we haven't utilized that yet. Can you imagine 25 cents per click? That's what it used to be. I would just sit there and just click all day. Yeah, it's pretty broken. Well, there's a reason why it like crumbled within a few months. Yeah. Of that. Uh, but anyway, I just want to before we get into any questions or whatever, I just want to thank you two for coming on and giving us this opportunity to sit down and talk to you guys. Thank, thanks for having us. You're welcome. We should probably like do the full disclosure that we were probably on hour twenty of staying up at this point, and this is after a two day stint of so. Uh, so our schedule is messed up because of you know when you make games. <laughs> uh, well, for me at least, I get more productive as the day goes by, and then that pushes into like you're going to bed at two, you're going to bed at three, four, five, six, seven. Then when you're going to bed at like eight in the morning, it's to the point where you're waking up at a time where everything is closing, and uh, you're living a different in a different world completely. So once we've got for an extended period of time, we're like, all right, well, it's time to switch it around. And in order to do that, you basically stay up for like 24 hours, sleep for eight hours, 24 hours, sleep for eight hours, and then you push your schedule into what people call normal. So we're trying to do that, and we're on we're on day three. So tomorrow we should be on a pretty normal schedule if we're able to sleep. Well, stay up, well we have to stay up for a few more hours, but we're semi-delirious right now, but I think in a good in a good space. No. <laughs> loose. Del- delirious is always a good space. Might as well be on some sort of drug. Yeah, real loose. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, every, everyone here at the GGN offices, we're always on drugs, so it, it's cool. We just... And loose. And loose, yes. <laughs> Thanks to Eric. Well, you know, I gotta do what I've gotta That's do. That's a compliment. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very much we're so. Gonna, we're gonna try not to... We're gonna try not to game spot you guys on this interview, either. No. I don't even that remember was... what happened at the GameSpot interview. You mentioned that before. What happened? I don't. What was the issue? Basically, guys... it started off because I actually watched it because Eric, you mentioned it, and I think this is the right one. Where he's like, "Which one of you had the fucked up childhood?" Yeah. Oh yes. Oh yeah, I do remember that. And, and like, it's just like it was just going. like an awkward silence. It's just <laughs> I like, do remember weird. that. I do remember that. And it was kind of like, wait, what if I really had like this really fucked up childhood? Yeah. Why would you be asking me that question? That's what some people. It's funny because like. Some people miss the mark. They're like, he's, like, Ed and Tommy, they're weird and and funny. I'm going to be weird and funny. And it's like, whoa, no, that, yeah. that you took it too far. That's... Yeah, we're, we're so isolated in this little bubble. 
that sometimes it's really odd to like run into somebody who is probably a legitimate fan, and then they throw something out that you you know that you that they they think that you think that that it's funny, but it's way off but the mark. Yeah. Like and people do it to me on Twitter, and I'm thinking they were probably so excited that they thought of something to Clever. tweet at me, and they completely put me off. <laughs> So during that interview, I expected you to like break, like just I, I would have maybe like messed with them and just started like breaking down and been like, you know, why did you bring that up, man? Come on. I, I just messed with them to a certain degree in the beginning. Was it in person just, though, or was it? It was, it, yeah, it was in person. We actually went out there. There have been there have been some interviews that Tommy and I did though. If you if you scour the internet, where if they got oh man, we had some beauties. They're like art. <laughs> if they got bad, that we just decided that you know. Like we'll, we'll we just we we'll kind of just go with it and decide oh we're gonna play these different characters now and drift off into whatever we'll switch roles completely or Tommy will have a breakdown yeah and... this one guy when they realized that he had absolute the guy had absolutely no idea who they were oh. or anything about uh, Meat Boy I think before Meat Boy came out yeah. Yeah, but but I think that's kind of awesome though because some developers like when they're interviewed they're so stone faced, no emotion, nothing, you know, and to see some of those interviews are, is really funny. So I think that's the right way to go it, about it. It was it was it was just really messed up to me that it, that Ed and Tommy had just sat down and the guys like Ed Edmund McMillan and Tommy Renner Rennerfers Rennerfers. <laughs> And Tommy just keeps the straight face, and he's like, "Yeah, that's right." It's <laughs> <laughs> like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. Tommy looks like he's about to snap and just fucking murder everybody. <laughs> the 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 um the best and worst by far interview. We got invited back on a show that we didn't really want to do, and it was because the last one was just awful. We kind of fucked with them a bit, but not that much. We got invited on again. They proceeded to interview somebody else the whole show, and then ended it. And we're like, what? Why were we here? And they're like, oh, we just asked if you wanted to just come on for the show. And I'm like, well, what? Like, we we took out the time for this. Like, we set aside this time because you guys asked if we could come on for your anniversary show, mm-hmm. and you just interviewed somebody else and then ended the show. And they're like, oh, uh, well, you know, we just wanted you to just sit around and hang out. And we're like, what? They got kind of snotty though. Yeah, and they got it got it got a little weird. And then like. I just started saying the most <laughs> horrible and offensively crude things I could imagine because they scolded me for, for like, I think, saying shit or something early on. And I oh, for like, saying that Sony is the... That was, that was at the end. They were like, we're going to talk... We, they were like, fine, we'll keep you in. We're, we'll do a serious discussion about video games. I oh, know, I know what was at and, the end. And I was like, oh, uh... Yeah, well, let's do that. And they're like, "Oh, what do you? What's your opinion on Sony?" And I'm like, oh, "I don't know. I'd so I'd say Sony's the taint of the video." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they're like, and they're like, "I'm gonna Tommy. This is serious time. And if you don't like it, you don't have to be here." And we're talking about they raping were... children, I believe, on meth. And <laughs> uh, the final straw was something about a black man's shit in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I just then, wa- I wanted to know when the cutoff point would be. When would I be cut Where's off that line? Yeah. You know? But the best part was, is that after they cut us off, um, Tommy said, what the fuck, why'd you cut us off? You asked us on, and then they guilted him to let us come back on the show, where I proceeded to just say the gayest shit I could possibly <laughs> say for the rest of the half an hour that they, like, awkwardly had kept us on. And 
Yeah. I don't even find that podcast, but if you can, it's really yeah. good. There's no line here. There's no line here on this podcast, though. So we've we've delved pretty deep into some shit before, yeah. so I, I really don't think so. <laughs> but but I think that you're know, coming on. I think the most pressing question, the most important, obviously, that, that I'm I'm curious about is how was Valentine's Day in the McMillan house? Oh, it was eventful. What did we do? <laughs> uh, I know, like I don't even. I remember people going. What are you doing for Valentine? Or what are you guys doing tonight? And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. oh, <laughs> it was, this was like, we usually do stuff on these different occasions. We Actually, do, no, like, no, no. What we Every... used to do, we used to always have a fight or something horrible would yeah. happen. It was always just like doomed. Like, it, it was like your birthday. Your birthday was always doomed as well. Like, if something was Once coming up I like that. Once I reached like, okay, we met when I was 15. So once I reached about 20. Two, I think I got better. Yeah, because we just decided that like when those kind of events happen, that we just act like they're not a big deal at all and don't plan anything, and then we'll have fun with it. This time we just didn't plan anything. We didn't really do anything. No, it's too like we just had Christmas. Yeah, it, it feel the time is like just flown. Yeah, by really time quick. for oh my god, time goes by so fast now. It's crazy, and gift giving and things is horrible. Because Ed can get whatever Legos and such things that he wants whenever he wants. Instead of, like, letting me get them for his birthday or something. So we just had Christmas. Uh, then there was Valentine's Day. Nothing happened because I that's, I am too busy trying to not kill myself while I'm shipping things from the shop. <laughs> and then... You're like, you're like the Phil Fish of plush and... <laughs> oh. <laughs> If one if one person asks me, ask me where their order is, I will cold blooded fucking murder them. Um, and then and then, and then Ed's birthday is on March second. Mark it on your calendar. So, oh my God, today's the eighteenth. Yeah. I don't have. Oh shit! Oh shit! My birthday really is coming up. Huh? Yeah. There you go. He is going to be old. Old. Thirty old. Three. Thirty old. And then. In in April is our wedding anniversary. So oh, man, you guys all ki- all kinds of stuff coming up. Oh my holy hell! Well, I'm, we'll improvise it. I'm going to make up for Valentine's Day uh, because one of the things that we have gained access to staying up this this uh, or well, late oh, or whatever yeah. is that we can go to things that we couldn't normally go to. And there's this like it's called Vision Quest. Vision oh, Quest. Shit. It sounds like <laughs> it sounds like doing drugs, but it's not. All it is is like the behind the scene tours of like a, a semi local zoo. Yeah. And you get yeah. to like feed the animals and stuff, and but like you have wash... to go really fucking early in yeah, the morning. You get to wash an elephant. Oh so, man. Yeah, that'll be our, our future Valentine's Day. Wasn't that also the name of that game that Phil Fish made on that old computer where he started <laughs> to have an epileptic seizure? Yeah. Vision Quest. Vision Quest. <laughs> But, so, but, it, but okay, for Valentine's Day, what did we do? We did something. We I don't remember. We oh, went over to the kids' house. Oh, we went over yeah, to we mom's went. House. We went to Ed's mom's house, and we gave her a gift and one of our nephews. And then we went to my sister's house and gave our other niece and nephew their gifts. And got lice. No, 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 no we no. didn't. We didn't pick up lice. Hopefully, there. This is the same place where the dirty chicken was. <laughs> There's also a rat with. It's just full it's of tumors. It's not a rat. It's a mouse. It might as well be a rat. It's that big. 
it's that big because it's full of tumors and no one will kill the goddamn thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, what's that? I don't know. Oh, it's just this, it's this hair, it's now hairless. All of its hair has fallen out and all it is is just, it looks like a mulligan from, from Binding of Isaac. It's just this there lumpy, it's this lumpy mound of flesh that's quivering in the corner that it, and it's, no, ah, well, just look the other way and act like it's not there. Well, my sister <laughs> tried to build a gas chamber <laughs> and out of Vinegar and baking soda. I That's not how it works. But so now, since we were over there this morning, every like twenty minutes or so, Ed goes, "Oh, I know," and then has a new idea for how to kill the mouse. There we go. Like an easy way to kill the mouse that's not <laughs> traumatic for the mouse or anybody else involved. Like, is putting it in the freezer, but nobody will do that. Yeah, but it's that's more traumatic than. It sounds like a game idea. It goes like, to sleep. Smashing the mouse is true. No, smashing the mouse is traumatic to the person who smashes the mouse, but it's not traumatic no, to the mouse. No, because do you know how many tumors you're going to hit before you actually actually break its head? No, oh, no. Man. It's, 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 you roll over the head. Uh, it doesn't, it doesn't with, matter. Wait, with your body? <laughs> with the fucking car. You with the tire. You put it on your bed and you go to sleep. And you, <laughs> you put it under your pillow and then you wake up instead. You wait till you smell a smell. <laughs> I was just thinking, you put it, you just put it something over it and hit it with a hammer, and then you bury it. I'm done with it. A midget. I see. I see. See what the chickens do with it. Yeah, they'll tear that shit apart. They're, they'd be afraid. Of Every tumor is a new a new meal. Okay. Oh, the chicken is sick. The kids have lice. A <laughs> pink eye. It's a good time. My nephew has a, has a little hole in his head <laughs> from hitting it on something. It's a mess. Oh man! So, so this is how the Binding of Isaac came around. Yeah, yeah, it actually is. The um, uh, the Isaac was kind of the way he looks was kind of based on my nephew Eli, who has big oh, eyes, looks sad all the time, and he has is very toe headed, so he kind of looks. Yeah, and oh my god, he loves Isaac, and he knows everything. Oh yeah, thing he about knows it. everything about it. He's only still three. I think he's four now. He's four. Like he knows the biblical. No, he knows the game. Like he he can't play it yet because he can't do like. Yeah, he can't control that thing with the with the the keys. He's he's great with an Xbox controller. He plays Meat Boy. He's really good at Meat Boy. He's he can. I mean, for well, when he was three, he could beat Chapter One and Chapter Two and Meat Boy pretty effortlessly. So wow, I can't even beat Chapter Two. Yeah, ahead of me (laughs) already. Somebody can. That's like way younger than me. (laughs) I, I sat down and. Played it with my five-year-old niece uh, a couple of nights ago. She was talking about how the power had gone out, and she was afraid of uh, monsters coming to get her. So I was showing her some of the most grotesque things and talking about how, in a lot of cases, these grotesque monsters are actually the good guy. It's like in The Binding of Isaac. In the end, you know, he's the most grotesque motherfucker in the world, yet he <laughs> is... He's the savior in the end, I guess, in, in a way. That sounds really weird to call him the savior, especially with the background, but nonetheless, he's yeah. he's Jesus. Definitely, I definitely have a thing about making ugly things cool, I guess. I want the ugly things to be the winners. Yeah, yeah but he could tell you all about it because he, he doesn't play it, but he watches Let's Plays, like, just by himself. It was just, somehow goes on which YouTube. is which is dangerous because once once you like let him alone on there and he starts like clicking all the suggested things oh. he comes across like he got in trouble uh the other week uh at school because he was telling all the kids that in plants versus zombies there's a zombie that's got really big boobs 
and that you can see its boobs. Yeah. And we're like, because we're, we're friends with the with the creators of that game, and we're like, I just thought it was funny, you know, that this happened, and then he got in trouble for it, and no one questioned the fact that he doesn't. And he does play Plants vs Zombies, but he mostly plays it via YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. And we just finally asked him because they were clueless on like Eli, like. Well, where did you see this zombie with big boobs? There's absolutely no zombies. There's no girl in zombies in that game. In that game. So and 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 we're like we're like we'll just ask him, Eli. Where did you see the boobs? And he's like, oh, on YouTube. There's a YouTube video animation of the zombie. Oh. That shows see, that's boobs. how you end up at the weird places of the internet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So this we got this three-year-old kid roaming the internet willy-nilly, and it's like, oh my god. <laughs> I can only imagine the stuff that he hears and or sees with Finding Eliza. YouTube's like the only place you can start watching the most innocent thing, and then ten minutes later, you're like completely opposite. Oh, you're yeah. just... we, we have, Daniel has some horror uh, stories. Okay. How did I end up here? Oh, man, I feel nasty <laughs> now. Man. We were, yeah, she, yeah, she was, I think she was two, and I we were looking at pictures of uh, videos of kittens, and then all of a sudden... I don't know if you've seen it before. Maybe it's the ugliest dog in the world. Like that's its title, uh-huh. and it's like this hairless dog that doesn't have teeth, and it well, doesn't have eyes. It has like glaucoma, and its tongue is hanging out because it doesn't have teeth to hold it in. It it like got really big on the screen, and then did a scream. It was a scare video. Oh man! Mm. And it's a girl that's watching it with her. And then oh. I got scared, and I screamed. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> the whole night, the whole night, was monster doggy. Uh, uh, he's and I just kept saying he's nice and he's old. <laughs> and she just kept repeating that. Oh. Uh, if it makes you feel better, somehow I'm dicking around on the internet, and uh, a certain person who will remain nameless, my editor in chief, uh, he sends me a Jesus. video of a lady rapper named Lady, and. All of a sudden, for the next couple of months, I have a song called Pussy Be Twerkin' stuck in my head. It's, so, it's yankin', not twerkin'. Oh, sorry. My pussy be yankin'. Yeah. And it's been stuck in my head ever since, but I've been saying twerkin'. <laughs> because she, cool. well, she has another video called twerkin', so... What does that mean? Yankin'? How do you yank I don't know. I, you know? I, I never figured that out. She's surrounded by strippers, though. I don't so. know if I want to know. She yanks her vagina? Oh. I don't know. Uh, uh, maybe she's. Uh, maybe it's Arby's downstairs. I'm not no. sure. Because if there's an, a thing that you can God. do, I want what it is. What do you, <laughs> is yank on it? <laughs> what is it? The, you, name, uh, the song is "My Pussy Be Yankin." Yeah, I, I yeah. guess so. I, I don't uh, look up what the slang is for yankin. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> I, I'm pretty interested to figure this out, actually. I'm glad that somehow Ed has found this more interesting than I have because I haven't even looked it up to figure it out. I I guess uh, it was something about not having a vagina that I was just like, eh, lady bits. Oh, yeah, by by lady. lady. Let's discuss Yankin by lady. They're trying to figure it out. This is actually like a real thing. Oh, no. Like a form. It says Yankin is a term used to refer to a a vagina with multiple STDs. Ah. (laughs) Ah. Often with physical uh, blisters. Oh, <laughs> that seems an, like an odd thing Maybe. to. Uh... Why would you sing about that? I don't know. Oh. Uh, I, you know, I I once played a game about that. It was called uh, the C word or cunt, and uh, there's <laughs> this guy must have been a pretty interesting guy to be making this game. You're uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of this, but. Uh, 
you're He's you're a, a misogynist. A, they're, they're, <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. I'm in the middle of, of also reading this. This person says that yanking refers to the idea that that her pussy yanks men in in like her direction. Hmm. Oh God! Like uh, like there's and dudes. But yeah, go ahead. There's uh, speaking of you being a misogynist, I didn't mean to get off the other topic, but I, I kind of needed to. I, I was watching a video the other night. Um, I was going through a lot of other interviews with you, just so we didn't repeat a bunch of the shit that other people have asked you. And I came across the video. I believe it was called "Let's Hate Edmund McMillan," uh, and it was a feminazi. And she first had Gish on her screen, and she said she didn't even know how to play Gish and hasn't even played Gish, but she hates it because there's a damsel in distress, and why can't it be a woman saving a guy? And then it goes into how you're an abusive dick. And next thing you know, she turns on Super Meat Boy, and she's like, she's the bandage girl's getting punched. This, This guy's just a pile of meat, and this guy is a misogynist dick for making this game. I'm going to go back and play Geesh. I'm going to go yeah. play Geesh. I'm like, oh, fuck, don't, no, stop it. And, like, she doesn't understand the Street Fighter references or anything else. Like, this, Dr. Fetus is just beating the shit out of her. And that explains that apparently Ed must beat Danielle. But then again, apparently Danielle doesn't exist to this girl because yeah. Ed's a fucking yeah. monster. She, I like how she she was also mad that the character has boobs when, uh, it's based on me, and I guess I'm a bad woman because I have boobs, and I sh- and I know I have a fucking mustache. <laughs> I, see, I I've been known to uh, criticize some things before in gaming and everything, but I do my research first, and this girl had no idea. It's like nobody understands that Meat Boy is Ed and Bandage Girl is Danielle, and for somebody to miss something like that and pull the the. Uh, Pita on it oh. is completely ridiculous. Tofu, tofu boy. Yeah, I actually, I actually like. <laughs> well, then we had a guy respond to that video. No, no, that no. Okay, so how it started I that was. Guy responded to no, he was the one that made the initial video, oh. which was broken as all fuck, I and mean, he was one of those white knight feminists. Mm. It was like, crossing his fingers that so... he's gonna get laid one day for you know protecting <laughs> all these women from all harsh things yeah, that are it being was, done. Yeah, it was so sad, and then I had like a little fight with him back and forth on Twitter, and then it came out that he is raising his daughter or something, and I'm like, your fucking wife left you with your kid because you have such a huge vagina. <laughs> How <laughs> more undesirable could you possibly be? He but yeah, he made this video, and then he has a bunch of people that followed him, and then she made a video, and I felt almost bad that she was so misinformed, like just so incredibly misinformed. But I actually went on my way to contact her. Oh yeah, and I, I I usually will do this. Like I'll do before I I don't want to like knock anybody publicly if they're just misinformed or ignorant in some way. I don't want to pick on, you know, somebody who is so easy to pick on. Yeah, people got word of it, or found out about it, and then they were like, you know, telling her what an idiot she was. Yeah, and then I I tried, you know, I I tried to explain myself, and uh, she wasn't going to hear it. Well, no. There's there's never never any. It's, It's just like, much like talking to a religious person. Yeah, about their religion. If you contort the penis in a certain way, it looks like 666, <laughs> and that's why she wouldn't talk to you. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, the internet is an interesting place, but. 
at this point, I don't look at much um, anymore. Uh, I can't believe to anything involving myself. So I, I can't blame you because it seems like as time has gone on, and uh, even after the Binding of Isaac came out, and you your name just keeps on getting bigger and bigger as it goes along, and then you see other people that you wouldn't think they'd know anything about you, and there was a heavily religious man just bashing the fuck out of you, talking about how you need God in your life, and I'm just like, man, when Ed sees this shit, I wonder if he just sits there and wants to just kill somebody. I'd I'd like to actually see that. <laughs> it's, if I can find it again, I will send it. It just—it's one of those things with what we do. Like, we we can't respond back to people. I've had people criticize some of the articles I've written, and you know, one time I've responded with—I uh, don't remember if it said "kiss me" or "blow me" or something, or "kiss my ass" or "blow me." Yeah, "kiss me" or "blow me." But uh, it, then I had to take it down. Everybody's like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "Oh fuck, I know I shouldn't do that." I know I shouldn't. So now it's like you can't it's hard respond. Not, it's hard not to take the bait. Like yeah. that's, that's kind of what it is. Like it's it's hard not to knee jerk and want to be like suck a dick, you know? Like <laughs> hey, fuck you. Um, it's it's very hard at times. I mean, I I do try. Like I try to reserve my responses to occasions where it's like if you really think something about me or you know you hate me in some crazy way and you want to speak negatively about me or whatever. And I'll, I'll entertain that to the point of like getting into an actual discussion with the person and trying to talk it out. Um, because I, I, there's, there's a broken part of me that wants to understand why people are, have fucked up brains and, and and all this other stuff. Where the normal person would just have completely. (laughs) Yeah. Like I want to understand. I want to understand what you don't understand and why you don't understand it. I want to smash. But that sometimes that that gets me just as much in trouble as you know telling somebody to fuck off. So uh, when when you make some of these games or when they finally come out, do you do you go on the internet and look for what people are saying about? I mean, like review, maybe not necessarily review scores, but more of like the users and what they're saying about it. Like, do you go and search all that stuff, or do you just ca- casually browse? So I, or... I used to. Like, I'd say it's almost been a year now. Maybe, maybe like no, almost a year. Maybe nine months or something. Where like since the movie came out on Netflix, or a little bit before that, around the, the time the movie was actually coming out, um, I was getting too much attention, and I, I was almost obsessively like searching. You know, what are people saying about my work and what are people... It went from what people are saying about my work to what people are saying about me. And it got really weird. And it got into this kind of shaky ground where, like, this has absolutely nothing to do with anything. Like, I, I shouldn't be seeing it. It just got to yeah, the point where it well, was... Well, started as something necessary. <clears throat> yeah, it did. Like, when like when Meat Boy was being developed and I was like, oh my god, I'm investing my life and other people's lives in this project. I need to get serious and I need to see what people are saying and what they like and what they don't like so I can use it in the future and like under, you know, just get a good idea of what people like, what people don't like and why they don't like it. Not like I'm going to customize whatever I'm working on for them, but I want to understand. Like I want to have that kind of perspective, but it went from something innocent and well-meaning like that, um, but into something more like self-indulgent and like kind of just awful. And and not only was it just not productive in any way for me, it got bad to the point where like I could 
I could read a positive article about me or anything I've done or about the movie, and it could be saying the most amazing things ever, and I'll just skip down to the comments and somebody will say I'm a fat faggot loser or whatever else, and then I'll just think, ah, that's all people think. And I know, like, Tommy has experienced the same sort of thing, too, where it's hard not to... It's hard. It's like the positive things just glaze over them after a while, but the negative things, even if they're fucking retarded, sometimes they just like haunt. Yeah. They just sit there. Yeah, you. Sometimes it's not like it's like I don't fucking care who the fuck thinks I'm a fat faggot. That doesn't really matter to me. But certain things just linger longer than they should. It was and... me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but and it was like that. It just got into like dangerous territory where where I could be reading something and, and it could kind of ruin my day. Oh, a waste of fucking time. It too. is. Yeah. It's also a huge waste of time. Yeah. And I was like, and then it got to the point where people were hacking me and like, Oh yeah. Hack making Twitter. really like mean and, and just vicious kind of videos and comments. And, and it just got, it got out of hand. So I was like, okay, fuck it. No, I don't need to, there's nothing that number one, it's none of my business. What people say about me. I, that took me a while to realize too. It's just, it's a foreign fucking thing. Like I going, kept saying it though. It took him forever to get it though. Yeah. Going, going from, you know, where I was to where I'm at now has been a very confusing and alien transition. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, it's a learning experience like anything else. Like I, I learned fairly quickly that it's none of my business, what people say about me. So I don't look at it anymore. And ever since I stopped looking, my life has been immensely better, and I've actually gotten a lot more work done. There you go. So for the most part, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't I don't even know review scores for Isaac. I don't even know how it really But, like, really if there did. is, the, just like with anything, if there's, like, a really good review or something like that, we'll find out about it. Yeah, someone will, if, if, it, if it's worth me seeing, somebody will tell, multiple people will be like, oh, have you seen this? And that's usually how I find it. And, like, I do the safe stuff, though. Like, I, I, I don't want... I struggled with it because I don't want to be there's a, there's a type of person I don't want to be and like I remember when I was a lot younger I somehow got John Kay's um, AIM name and he's the guy who made Ren Snippy and he was like my idol and I got his AIM name and I started talking to him and well, I hate talking about this publicly but basically he turned out to be kind of not the person I thought he was and he seemed very just like Bitter, bitter, jaded, and just, just not, not this like inspired creative person that I that I thought he was. Maybe you know, maybe he he did get shit on, you know, it's understandable. But like, there's just a certain person I don't want to be and I don't want to appear. And I and I felt like cutting myself off completely from the internet and from any fans who would who'd want to ask me anything or just being this reclusive person. I, I didn't want to be that, so. I wanted to just kind of put up a safety barrier. So I made like a form spring into my personal blog. And if fans want to ask me questions, they can. But for the most part in Twitter, I don't really look at anybody tweeting at me. And I don't, I don't obsess over the same sort of stuff I did before and go after, you know, and and because I've made myself a little less accessible, I have noticed that uh, from comments that I do see, it's gotten a lot nicer in a way because the the trolls only troll you when you read when when you when you if you if you ignore them they just fade away because then they realize oh i'm doing this for nothing and i'm really wasting my time um but shit you have to deal with and you know you grow calloused over the years and i'm quite calloused at this point but it's still better for me to not indulge 
in, in any of that sort of stuff. And I'm, I don't need, I'm fucking over my, overhearing myself and anything about me. <laughs> uh, I just want to make games and uh, I still love talking about what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, I'll always be God, so. excited about what I'm working on. I hope, at least. It's kind of with the movie, too, since this happened last time we stayed up like this and we were getting out early. Um, people recognize us constantly in our town. And we can't, like, we can't do anything without being recognized. So, yeah, we're kind of, we're a little over ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's odd. This morning, we were sitting outside eating lunch, or afternoon, eating lunch, brunch. The people at the table next to us recognized us. And then, like, the busboy kind of helper waiter came and refilled our coffee and then told us that he recognized us and that Ed created a superhero and that we were both superheroes. Oh. And I was like, oh. Celebrities, pretty much, you know? You, you know, that's like, you mentioned a couple of different things. Uh, one of them you scratched off my list. I was going to ask you if there was any kind of inspiration from Run and Stimpy. So that goes right off of my list. Yeah. Um, you mentioned how you've you've become quite accessible in some sorts of ways. And you don't come off as the dick that all the people that make Let's Hate Edmund McMillan videos make. So... I really appreciate that, and uh, Danielle, I'd never really heard speak until the Indoor Kids, which is really odd to me that nobody had ever interviewed her, especially after Indie Game the movie, or at least not that I've heard or have made it really public. <laughs> and you guys come off like the absolute nicest people in the mm-hmm. world. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's crazy actually like witnessing it firsthand like we are right now, and it's it really just it doesn't come off like an act or anything like that. It seems like you guys are actually really appreciative of where fans have gotten you, and you really try to give back in multiple ways, especially with uh, adding items to. Uh, is this this is for Rebirth, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So adding items to the Binding of Isaac Rebirth, like asking people what they'd like to see and everything, you give back to your fans in such great and amazing ways through. The games that you make, adding things to them, the merchandise, which is... Amazing. Yeah, yeah, amazing will work. I, I couldn't think of a word. I almost, like, just spouted off some nonsensical bullshit. <laughs> it's, it's just like, you guys do everything right, and do you think that's the indie mentality? And not being corrupted... Well, I don't know if corrupted is the right way, but not being touched by... Corrupted the by the big bad publishers. Don't give a fuck. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I think a lot of it is just growing up in the '90s and appreciating certain things that seem to be in abundance. But it also has to, I think, like just being genuine and doing exactly, exactly what we enjoy and exactly what how, basically treating people how we would want to be treated. I'm making things, and my mom is making things that me and Ed would want to buy. Because we love merchandise, and if there's something that we like, we will buy everything for it. Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, the core of it is, is, is just honesty. I don't know if it's an indie, I don't think it's an indie mentality, because I think there's other indies out there that would be like, how is this, how are they doing this? It's like, it's so, it's like there's some secret. 
No, like, I think I really. But just like with making games, like there's some secret, and it's like there's no just you just do you it. You just do it because you like doing it. Like you just it, make a good game. It, it really <laughs> does. Like I really, for me, I think growing up in the early '90s really helped that. Like it, the early '90s was full of this, like this this very obvious and crazy. Like for me, at least, I felt like I was surrounded with people who were like independently driven to make really cool stuff. And that the standard of of, of the quality uh, of the work wasn't dependent on how much they were making from it, but just their own personal level of quality that they wanted to strive for. Like, it, like, like I don't, I don't need if I, I don't need to do anything to rebirth for it to sell. Like, I just give them, give them rebirth and say, hey, remake Binding of Isaac as is, and people will fucking buy it. You could sell it for twenty dollars, people will buy it, but I'm not doing that. Like I'm 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 going the extra mile because I love what I'm doing and I want to make something really good that I can be proud of, and I think both of us have that kind of in us where we just want to like do something fun. Number one, we enjoy it. Like we enjoy what we're doing. Want to do something fun. Want to do something genuine and do something that can, like gives and keeps giving because it's kind of like this exchange where the same as the shop. Like someone's paying you, and then you're you're giving them something. There's this like back and forth and with games there's that as well where like I'm asking you to take what I've made and make it better by putting yourself into it and experiencing it and then I get something back by seeing that happen and uh, it's like this little little relationship in a way and um, I just I think it's just I I really enjoy doing all this stuff and I, and I, I love like doing the things that I wish that that I had gotten or whatever, like uh, like when we do like special edition retail box stuff or whatever, I try to go the extra mile with that because I've been disappointed so many times with things that I loved that did special edition stuff and just did not yeah, put way, any extra time the into The way it. the Meat Boy that dev book came about was Ed bought like a Nintendo something anniversary thing and he mostly just wanted this little book that it came with. <laughs> opened it and it was just shit. <laughs> <laughs> it was the most difficult. Did you get a warranty? I walked. What was it? I have it above me here. I'll actually grab it. It was the Mario oh, anniversary. Yeah. What twentieth anniversary or something? I go into GameStop and I see it. I have that sitting right next to me right now. Actually, <laughs> yeah, and uh, Super Mario history thingy. And the whole thing was there was an ad for the booklet and the fact that it had like the uh, the soundtracks on it. And you also get the game with it. It was bundled with it. And I'm like, and the, the, on the thing of the book looked like it was really thick. It's a pamphlet. Yeah. yeah. And I'm yeah. like, holy shit, I will pay anything for that booklet. That's your, that's your childhood, you know. Yeah. And I, because I'm like, I could just imagine what's in here, like, all the original sketches and stuff. Like, oh my god, it'd be so great. And I open it up and it's like, oh my god. It's a book of disappointment. Every, every bit of Mario clip art I've seen a thousand times, every sprite I've seen a thousand times, and like two pages of graphs, yeah. graph paper with some sketches on it that don't tell me shit. Like, I'm looking at a page right now, I have it open right now, it's, it's two pages of a bunch of, it's a pile of, of, of graph paper with all these level stuff on it. I just want the fucking full scan of the paper. I want to see it better. Yeah. <laughs> Photoshopped a Goomba on it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, just give me a scan of just level one one on graph paper that was originally real. 
this is the stuff too. Like I, I'm, I'm right now in the mode of like, kind of, coll- in a way, collecting art, like uh, collecting stuff that I view as is great art. Like I have, I have like a, a Sam Keith piece um, that he actually did for me, and I have a um, Daniel Johnston drawing, and a, and a, and I actually have a page out of the Necronomicon from Evil Dead Two, like actual props. Oh. These are the things that I'm like collecting. Yeah, know? we're becoming art collectors of stuff that no one else <laughs> yeah, wants. That people come over and they're like, "Why is that a big deal? Who cares?" Who did that? Your niece. I want this. <laughs> I want one of these graph paper pages that's in this book. I want to frame that shit and I want it on my wall. You hear that, yeah. Nintendo? There's possibilities here. Come on. Well, I mean, there's always microtransactions. EA's putting them in all their games now, so maybe through some kind of microtransaction network, you could actually earn a piece of art after buying 40 of their games. Yeah. Let's do it. Mm. There you go. That'd be the microtransaction I'm down with. <laughs> it sounds like a good idea. I mean, it doesn't take away from the game that it's sitting there in the corner that says, spend money for ammo or to speed up your robot. Yeah, speed up that piece of original art. God, man. <laughs> Wouldn't you think that that's, like, gallery-worthy stuff? Like, that would just be, like, God, that would be awesome to have, like, an original graft level 1-1 one, one graph paper framed thing from Mario 1 in your house. Like, no fuck. one considers... Oh, oh God. Have you guys seen a show called King of the Nerds? I've heard about it. I have not watched it. I have not. I don't... Oh, <laughs> it's just... Uh, Is it bad? Good? What? No. Horrible? Well, okay. The, <laughs> it's watchable. It's okay. watchable. Well. But oh, how old are you guys? 23. I'm 24. 20, no, I'm 25. Oh, oh, shit. I'm 23. I'm a youngin. Well, these people are about, I think they're about 23, 20, maybe the oldest person on there is 25. Just idiots. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's how 25-year-olds are. Oh, like, the God worst damn it. kind of nerd that you would never, ever want to hang out with. Um, their house is cool. It looks like Think Geek, like, put it together. The house looks pretty amazing. But they're just, they're, ugh. Like, somebody, people that don't, like, get Ed think that, um, somebody recently was like, Ed should be on that show. And I was thinking, (laughs) Ed would go on there and emotionally crush all of those people. (laughs) They would be rocking in a ball. (laughs) I, 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 no, 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 see, you're you're describing a, a, a part of me that nobody knows or sees. Oh, he's a jerk. (laughs) (laughs) I'm only a jerk to people who are jerks to me. Well, it's like, yeah, it's like these guys that are, it's like a bunch of, like, nerd boys that feel like they're alpha because they're smart. Yeah. But they're completely socially retarded. Uh. You know what I'm talking about. You guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah, he, oh. You should see it. The girls are just, like, (laughs) butt ugly. That one was not butt ugly. Yeah, then that's the surfboard. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it it wouldn't be too bad to see ugly people in shows every now and then. I, I uh, I'm also a big zombie nerd, and I get really sick and tired of seeing zombies with the whitest, nicest teeth ever, and they're always like the hottest zombie. Yeah, like they're they're never they're never ugly or anything, and that that kind of really gets on my nerves. There's no I, ugly I people in this world. Ugly. Are you referring to, um, are you talking to about, uh, warm bodies? 
Oh god, I don't want to talk about that. Oh. <laughs> okay, cuz don't don't spoil anything. I'm reading the book right now. But I have seen I've seen the trailer once, so I know that the boy is like I've seen the movie. Don't it's, it's, say anything. It's just Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, I thought the girl looked like she's 10 years old in the trailer, but I don't I know. We actually we just watched uh actually a pretty damn good horror movie. I I was surprised that it was actually good in in some odd ways. It was um that mama movie. I've heard good things about it. it oh, was, I thought you were going to talk about loved ones. Loved one was that was a, a unique one too. And it's Australian. I, so... I like the mama movie because it seemed I don't know, there were so many elements of it that seemed to just make sense and seemed like they thought about it. Like they actually thought about what they were writing and it wasn't just some like strewn together traditional horror film. And but the Kingslayer's in it. The Kingslayer's in it. The um the effects were a bit off. I, I could I I'm not a huge fan of like three like tons of three D effects and stuff. Like I get the whole like things crawl around all weird on the ground and they move around like bugs and that's scary. But there was a weird like they had a weird kind of pan's labyrinth animation oh, thing going on. Yeah, there there was some there were some cool Like where it felt too. dreamy and it felt like the cabinet of Doctor Calgary in some parts. Yeah, it was it was it was cool. But yeah, no, I like have you guys seen Record? Yeah. I have not Okay. Seen. So the original Record you, the 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 Spanish one, right? Yeah, it, it's but it's not called Record, it's just called Rec. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to be like you know a what, douchey nerd. You know what that stands for. <laughs> it stands for Record. But so you well, remember yes. obviously the most memorable part of the movie at the end? Yes. The fucking monster. That is the most mm-hmm. terrifying fucking monster in the world. Oh uh, god, uh Rec I love Wreck. The American remake of that movie was not so great, though. I didn't. Uh, I didn't bother watching it. But yeah, the but the, I think the reason why that that monster is so frighteningly awful is because that's a real person. Oh yeah, and I think and, and that's like it's very important to have that like genuine movement. And I kind of wish in horror movies that people would get the fuck away from <laughs> weird deformed spider movement. Yeah. In, in the yeah. American remake they digitized that person instead. And, like, it, it didn't even have the same kind of effect. Like, yeah, with Wreck, you were generally, like, fucking scared. And was, with Yeah, because it was moving... Because it was real! Because <laughs> it was a fucking... Yeah. It looked like a walking corpse. It was a real, incredibly emaciated person with good makeup on. And that was disturbing <laughs> as all hell. Um, and the second one was really good, too. Um, mm. But, yeah... And that's and that's the segment on horror movies. Hmm. Well, er- Eric is very excited to see Warm Bodies, so we're, uh, we're going to get him to the theater and see that. Fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> I just that, it, the guy in that movie huh? was a little boy in About a Boy, a movie with Hugh Grant. I don't know from maybe two thousand and two. Well, you're uh, you're IMDb over here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just I can't do the warm bodies thing. Uh, I'm I'm into like the old black and white zombie movies and shit, like White Zombie and you know uh, Night of the Living Dead, of course. And like seeing all of a sudden they're like, you know, Twilight's big, warm bodies. I know. I can't do it. I just can't do it. But uh, we should probably get to some of these fan questions. Okay. Okay. No, sure. We got a couple for you. Sorry, we've we've rambled a little bit. No. Um, from so Calvin Tomlinson. Oops. Sorry, Danielle, what was that? Oh, I was just saying we're huge ramblers. 
Oh no, that that's definitely a good thing. I I actually don't mind at all. But uh, the fan people will be very upset if I don't ask such things from Calvin Tomlinson, like, what advice do you have for someone hoping to make indie games, both technically and personally? And maybe it, oh, maybe if you could slip in a question about whether the Isaac remake will ever be on the 3DS. All right. Well, so the first, okay. So my brain's slowing down. So give me the first for somebody who wants to make indie games. Advice for somebody who wants to make indie games, both technically and personally. Make sure you are both. This is my blanket statement. Make sure you're making indie games, or that you want to make indie games. Because you've tried to make indie games and it's really fun and you really love it. Only make indie games if it haunts you daily. That <laughs> you, you, you have like a book beside you that you have to wake up and write your ideas down in. Only make indie games if it's something that you want to live. Because in order to realistically make a future and make a life and make money off of indie games, uh, you're going to have to do it for a very long time and you're I was just making sure he was recording. No, we're oh. we're good. <laughs> oh, um, that the that people seem they know this like in the back of their mind, but they just forget about it. That the the more that you're focused on money, the the further money will will get from you. Like the more you are so just like how do how are they doing this? How do you do this? Oh, you make money uh, by making indie games. I'm gonna do that. Oh, yeah. You know what a good analogy is? Hmm. If you're going out on a date and you like the girl and, you're, and you just want to have sex with her, you don't, like, constantly talk about having sex. Yeah, like, hey. Because the more eager you are about it, the further away it's going yeah, to get Yeah, the more, you. like, totally gross you are. Play it cool. <laughs> Play it cool. It'll eventually happen. Just enjoy the time before it happens. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a good analogy. And, and you're not going to meet your wife on your first date, probably, either. Your very first date. Exactly. They're, and they're you're probably going to have some horrible bitches to deal with. Yeah. Until you find the, the perfect one and it all works out. Sometimes maybe it's never going to work out and you're going to end up killing yourself. That's how I feel about, it. How I feel about Eric. No, oh, maybe nobody wants to fuck you ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe you'll fuck forever. But that's the gamble in indie games. Yeah. And what was the second part of that question, Eric? Um, personally? Oh, the second part was... Oh, the Rebirth. It was a Rebirth. Uh, uh, oh, but... yes. Will Rebirth be on the 3DS? On 3DS. Um, it'd be really nice. Um, I think the, the chances are... I think the odds are in our favor at this point. Like, when we submitted it initially, it went all the way up the ranks and got full golden approval until the very end and then just got a last-minute rejection. But this was like... Long before the game was doing well, long before, you know, almost two million people at this point actually purchased the game and loved the game, whatever maybe, else. Maybe Nintendo will make a good, a good, um... Decision? Decision. <laughs> mm. uh, oh, man, don't get me started uh, on that. But the, uh, the, uh, uh. the odds are in our favor at this point, especially with, I, I think, the graphics in some bizarre world, um... The graphics changing into pixelated graphics somehow eases it, eases the story uh, and yeah. theme in. Retro is in, and also your grandma can play it with a balance board. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that sounds like a great time. Yeah. That, that game, uh, Rebirth, is 
gorgeous. I, I'm completely. I was amazed when I first saw the screenshots. I was like, "What is this?" And at first, I thought it was like an art project that somebody had done. But god damn, it looks great. Well, that kind of that's kind of actually where it started. Was um, I kept getting people sending me these screenshots of like eight bit, sixteen bit versions of for just fun of of the Binding of Isaac, and I'm like, God, this looks so good. I really. No, I I wish I had the time to do a skin or something for the game because this would look nice. And then when I had the opportunity to basically hand all art and programming work over to a a team of people, um, I was like, well, you know what? I want to do a bunch of new content. I don't have the time to, like, do it all myself with the projects I'm working on now. So why don't we just do this all, like, retro style? It'll look really cool and... We can add a bunch of new content, and I don't actually have to do any work. Um, and uh, it seemed like a good way to go. And it took a while. Like, of course, I'm not showing the really off-the-mark, you know, variations of, of different art that's been sent in. But for the most part, I think after the two months that they've been working on revising the art. At this point, it's just art at this point. There's yeah, no he's really, game. he's he's super, like, close with it. So he gets sent the art, and then he's like... This looks really good. Yeah, I get I, I get like art updates every like three days, and you also know, pages like, of sprites from basically. the beginning. Like I know he's told people like you need to have your own like vision on this and have your own creative control over this because this looks too much just like you copied me. Like put your own spin on it, and there some of the people are like really good. Yeah, they're they're very very qualified. Art, pixel artists, and I'm there, not even really. There's one guy that's just terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, he's good at something, though. I'm sure. But um, he's probably really nice. with those <laughs> with no. those being sent to you every couple of days, is there any way that you could possibly share your email address and password with us? <laughs> Just ask that guy that hacked the. the <laughs> yeah, just find the guy that hacked me, and uh, he'll give you all my information. I stole your Twitter Take name that. too. Take that, Edmundum. Send him a phishing link to porn. It never fails. Never fails. <laughs> <laughs> my boobs, Edmundum. <laughs> my boobs. <laughs> Click the link. Also, here, download this virus. I, I also took. Uh, Tom Fault gave Tommy diabetes. So that's true. that's good. That's very or true. that's at Tom Falk gave Tommy diabetes. <laughs> um, another fan question, if you're ready for it. I'm ready. Okay, from Brandon Manier, who is a, a drummer of a great band called Jimmy Tickles. What does he think, which would be you, uh, is the best programming language to start off with? Uh, from beginning for a beginning programmer, Basic, Flash, or C plus plus. Okay, can I answer this? Yeah. I just fell yeah. asleep. <laughs> I'm not a programmer! I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> I don't know. Ask Tommy. He knows. He's um, really good. Ha- Dreamweaver? Dreamweaver. I can... Oh, yeah. It's pretty funny. Uh, Tommy and me... Tommy and I... Me and Tommy. Me and Tommy are working on this game, <laughs> Eugenics. And uh, he came over last week, and we actually had a little, you know, one-on-one... Jerk-off. Jerk-off. And... Uh, we're going over some of the scripting stuff involved with the dialogue in the game, and the the closest thing to programming that I know is is HTML. And I had to like show him like 
can you do it this way? And I actually did the whole brackets closing, you know, opening and closing things to do different emotions and that sort of stuff too. And he's like, yeah, but we'll do it in a better way. (laughs) But no, I don't know jack shit. I I, I don't know anything about programming. I'm not a programmer. Um, Sir, Tommy has a farm spring and there's a whole, and oh, he also wrote, uh, yeah, he gets that question asked daily. Yeah, and so he, ask him, and I'm sure he'll love it. But he wrote it. He, ask him, and he'll delete it. <laughs> and he wrote a what do you call it? An article? Yeah, he wrote a full on article about about this. Like, that you he gets, can find on Gama Sutra. So just like Google that and read it. He gets so many basic I have questions that he did write the article, and it's actually on SuperMeBoy.com, but it's a oh, bit yeah. it's a bit buried by Mugenics Post, but you can still find it. And he even made art for it. And it's so good. It's so cute. It's so cute. Yeah. I actually have that bookmarked, so we'll just place it in the show notes. Oh, cool, cool. Mm, yes, I just I just totally did that to you guys. And his second part, how do you feel about developing for mobile and uh, portable platforms, i.e. the iPhone, iPad, Vita, 3DS? Um, how do I feel? Well, uh, Rebirth is being developed for the Vita. Yeah. I I, yes. I if 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 I was the one investing the money in this, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, well, yeah, but that's understandable. They, they are doing it Who, because they so like to. I take it you own a Vita. I did. Uh, there's nothing to play. There's nothing to play. So you, you have one now. Yeah. I don't even know what that thing looks like. It looks like a PSP. Yeah. Does it look like a PSP with a terrible back touch functionality. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. It does. Except for it might be a controller for the PlayStation 4, which we'll figure out in two more days, so... Oh, yeah, that's that works. But, yeah, um, um, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in uh, the 3DS, because I like their shop, and I like the direction that they're heading with everything being digital. Like, that, that's really cool. Um, uh, the mobile platforms, I think, are the most ideal platforms to develop for. Sadly, everybody's making garbage for them. Garbage baby crap games. Oh, yeah sucks that no one's actually trying to make good games. Well, actually, I know of people who are. Like, The Witness is going to be out for it, so... Well, if, if, a, if a good game comes out, comes out for it, then, like, 100 people make a variation of that. Yeah, exactly. I'm um, just we, like, where's the lawsuits at? I don't know. That's that's how we'll know if Mugenics is good, is if uh, we get ripped off by a million times by a larger company. But yeah. then, <laughs> you know what? It's, you never... If you're making something good, you never have to worry about that, because people... It's just like the money thing. People just get it wrong. Like, nope, you're... Mm-hmm. You, Totally yeah, it's the mark. It's 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 ah, it's so much true. But, it's it's Angry Birds and Crush the Castle, basically. Yeah, yeah exactly. There, I mean, it's, it's, then it's been done the other. Yeah, there's been so many fucking weird ripoffs, but yeah, usually the idea, if it's so vague that it can be ripped off easily, then it's probably not the greatest idea in the world. But um, that's why I just put poop and dicks and weird shit in my game <laughs> so we can actually rip yeah. off. Copy that, sucker. Try, try to copy that one, dickhole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, naked, naked kid crying. Deal with it. Do that. Do that, EA. Rip that off. Okay, I don't, I don't really understand, but it seems like what the kids like is shit. <laughs> shit. <laughs> they missed the mark for EA. It's like, okay, well, I've looked at the graphs, and the, the statistics point directly towards 18. naked children. 18 to 35, they're rubbing shit on it. <laughs> Children crying on shit. That seems to be the, the new thing. That's that in we... all the EA games from now on. Can we get an angry bird that shit, shits out shit of the dick? dick. <laughs> shit dick. 
There's got to be poop somewhere in here. Where can we put the poop? And Kids like the poop. <laughs> put, put it on the dick. You should, you should uh, remake Bastion. You should totally remake Bastion, and instead of a sword or anything, he flops his dick around, and instead of shooting, he flings shit. And you can narrate it, and you can just be like, he whipped out his floppy cock. <laughs> Shat everywhere. Have a yanking pussy because otherwise, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. it's got to be in there yeah. too. See in there. I would just, I would like everybody to know that this is what our conversations are like while we're going to bed, till we laugh till our stomach hurts, and luckily we don't have downstairs neighbors anymore because I felt really bad for them. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Oops, dropped money. Was there a question? Uh, I know. I... Um, iPhone, yay! iPhone, yay! Oh yeah, that's. A... No, I'm pretty sure you answered. You answered it. I, I think. Yeah, I think iPhone is worth developing for. Uh, I really wish people would make more games like developed actually for it. Like Shindick HD. <laughs> Shindick HD. Because that's the whole thing. Like originally we were working on Super Meat Boy the game and it was like actually specifically designed for the platform. And then we pushed into Eugenics, which was half specifically designed. Actually, it was designed for the platform, but then we realized, you know, this is just as good with, you know, a mouse. So you don't need, you know. That, so, that makes me extremely happy to hear. My God. So it works perfectly both ways. And, uh, but yeah, I, I, I think I, I'm very interested. And I, I, I can't help but, like, see my, 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 my nephews, my niece, obsessively playing this new device. And, like, I can't stop but realize that this is the Nintendo of their generation. Like, the fucking iPhone. How horrible is they that? They are... <laughs> but, over the but holidays, that's, like, that's, that's all it. we saw. Like, that's, that is v- very real. Like, that is the new Nintendo. That's the NES for these kids. They're and I would really them. like to be able to make something, you know, good uh, for that platform for people to play. Um, you know, or at least kind of good. Well, and then for women too, like my sister's always on. It's true. Yeah, it's it's definitely a universal system. Everybody owns it, and the yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Um, it just sucks that so many games are just lowest common denominator. Yeah. Shit, dick. Shit, dick. <laughs> Coming to uh, Apple <laughs> Store near you. Uh, I'm expecting shit, dick HD. Yeah. Super shit, dick sixty four. Was it in Flash? Or- <laughs> what? Super shit. <laughs> it was originally in Flash. They ported it. SSD. Yeah. Edmund, Edmund announces Shit Dick HD coming to a platform near you. I think we got a scoop. Yep, we got a scoop. Inside story. The scoop one? Um, That's going to get on Kotaku. Yep, it's going up. Yes. Any any question? Uh, you got any more reader questions, Eric? Uh, About three and a half million different questions. Um... <laughs> Draw one out reader, of that. Reader questions. Uh, from Brad, what is it like dying in one of your own games? Just, just, uh, it's another day. Another day, <laughs> another in, caller. In, oh, I like believe this would be The Binding of Isaac. Is it, is, is it like is this weird deep question? Was it like was it like a mind games? I, I, I die in my own mind games. That I play with myself. I believe that Feminazi had the poo as her extra uh, item, and she ended up killing you. And on your blood spot, she put that there and said, "Take that, you sexist pig." Yeah. I, yeah. I, what's it like dying in 
it's like, is that a do I do I don't even have a real response to that? <laughs> uh, well, okay, here I'll respond. It's uh, forgettable. I have to do it a lot in order to finish the game. Mm-hmm. When I develop video games and I, the games are hard, I'm I'm actually constantly dying because I have to restart and uh, repeatedly, and uh, it's it's effortless. I don't even think about it. Oh, there, yeah. I answered I answered that question in the most boring way possible. Good one. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure the guy was like, "Oh my god, that's the exact answer." That I <laughs> now I can sleep. Oh, I won't kill myself. <laughs> I have a reason to live. I'm sure that, that probably I mean, he wanted probably some sort of funny thing. So you know, shit dick. Shit dick. Next <laughs> question from Sarah for Danielle. What oh. sorts of goodies will we see pertaining to mugenics? Uh, you're going to see figures, more beautiful figures from my mother. Probably plush, unless I kill myself. <laughs> uh, maybe I would like a poster. Yeah, I could do that. Um, you know, the huge. I, 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 I've been amassing like a large quantity. Not, so not many people know this. But we do some really limited run stuff. There, there's sometimes stuff that'll go up over like a two-day weekend that'll be gone and barely anybody will even notice it. And one of those really limited ones that we did, like really scarce, there was only a hundred and something made. There were these Binding of Isaac development zines, which actually had like a hand-screened cover that I signed, numbered. It was really intricate. And each of them had a sketch of an item that's in the game. So everybody got one specific item and then the actual zine was just like 34, 36 pages of like all the development pages and sketches and develop like whatever else. And if you got the retail edition, you kind of just got the, the bare bones version of the innards and we did those. Um, and right now I have a lot of paper around from eugenics and I probably do that again because it's pretty fun to kind of put that together as like a little, a little handmade zine, and then we'll post it up there, and uh, that'll probably be something that'll eventually happen. I would really like to make, um, I'm pushing Ed to make, like, an activity book, but kind of like the Super Meat Boy Packs uh, comic, kind of. Mm-hmm. That would be neat, because all of the, I don't know what I, I yeah, feel we'll like see. if I say something, I'm just going to fuck up and say something else. Yeah, you to. probably shouldn't. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, I'll probably we'll see. I mean, most of. Oh, I'd like to do shirts because my mom. Also, oh, definitely shirts. I, but my mom airbrushes, and she could make some like really gay-looking rainbow. <laughs> is what I see in my mind. There's no rainbows. Tink. You can't see the colors. Tink. Yeah. Isn't that the flag of California? Anyway, I can see the colors. There, I can see the colors. The uh, I definitely <laughs> want to do a cat fight black. So uh, in the game. Butch, um, who's uh, the, the, I guess, bad guy. He's not, I mean, everybody's bad. In the, some heel. Way, the heel. The um, heel. The cat fight guy. Uh, he wears a, a black t-shirt that just has a bloody cat paw print on it, and I want to make those shirts. That's mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really interested in black t-shirts because that's all he wears, but some people like a little color. Yeah. Uh, well, since uh, we just not, talked about okay, eugenics okay. for a second. What? <laughs> what? Oh man! Um, you talked about mugenics for a second, and uh, some of the screenshots of some of the characters. I saw the scientists from Spewer. Yes, shocking. This question comes from me. Uh, are all of your games taking place in the same universe? 
The universe is my head, yes. I am the universe. Wait, Wait does so... he look exactly like that guy? No, he's a cross between him and Tommy. Yeah. He's supposed to look like Tommy and um Tommy and the doctor had a baby. I want Tommy to get real, a really fancy toupee that he just puts on the sides of his head. No, yeah, the um so there are two characters like uh what did we end up end up doing? I think it was so Tommy and I are going to man the voices. So we're going to do something a little unique. Well, not super unique, but just ripping off Timefuck. It's kind of like Timefuck when it comes to the dialogue of the characters when they speak. And uh, <laughs> me and Tommy are going to be voicing certain characters, and Tommy is the, is the doctor and Tink, and I'm going to be Frank and Butch. Um, so I believe that I, that I embody those characters, and Tommy embodies... Tommy's a gay scientist, and I'm a a, we, a evil bum. And I'm Tracy if she has uh, big tits. Yeah, <laughs> Tracy. <laughs> that was sounds uh, good. I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> Wait, I have to go off off. Uh, what what is this? What is your picture on Skype? The Duke Nukem Forever one. Yeah, but what is oh, the it's... face? It's uh, me with a cutout of Duke Nukem, but my face is on the girl's body. Because I, I look at it and it's pixelated and I feel like it's me. Because it, has my, <laughs> it looks like my face to me and I see, like, my hair. Yeah, that's... We'd look a lot alike, except for I have a beard. Oh, oh, is there, like, a blonde beard going on? I, I, uh, sometimes. Is it Other blonde? times it turns <laughs> red. Is it... Yeah, in the sun I have a beard and a mustache. That's weird. Weird. Okay, next question. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, this is uh, another one of my fanboy questions. Uh, I've noticed a few things about the Binding of Isaac that reminded me of Batman. Uh, The chemical peel makes Isaac have a two-faced look, while the vampire bat sort of looks like the Batman symbol. Are you a Batman fan? Or are you Batman? Are you Batman? I'm I'm actually not a Batman fan, and none of those are actually references. The the coolest thing about... uh, making a game that has a bunch of random references is like everybody assumes that these different things are different things. It's like the most them. common thing. It's, it is entertaining to be like, Hey, is that a reference to full metal alchemist? And I'm like, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I have no <laughs> yeah, fucking clue, know. but no, um, no, uh, I'm not, I'm not a big Batman fan. <sighs> Damn it. The chemical. <laughs> people, I mean, it was just, I, although didn't you just put together a Batman Lego? Um, did I? Oh yeah. The Arkham Asylum. Yeah, but He's that's because kind of I'm a Lego fan and not a not a Batman fan. Uh-huh. You're breaking my heart and my balls. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm kind of upset. You need I'm, to you I'm, need I'm, to go read uh, Batman Court of Owls. I'm sure you'll be a fan after that. I'm, I'm I'm weird when it comes to the the comic superheroes. Like I only like the really off ones, like Lobo and the Max and Trencher and... And it's Batman's ruined for me after the shooting in the theater. I just can't even... <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Anything associated I can't... with Danielle out. I'm surprised I can even deal with the Lego because <laughs> it's broken for me. She just uh, I, I, some people were, ta- were turned off by the, where's Rachel? But uh, apparently that did it for you. <laughs> I don't, know what, I don't know what that means. It's from one of the movies. He's just like, where's Rachel? Was Don't swear to God, one? swear to me. That's... Is it from the last one? Uh, no, I think it was the second one. It wasn't the, oh, we, I, I don't think what we do saw that one either. We saw the, the, of the new ones. 
We saw the first. Oh, one. with Christian Bale. What's yeah. His name? Yeah. Bale. We saw the first. We didn't see the second one or the third one. I don't want to die, so I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> if you watch it, it's just like it's like the ring. Yeah. Some a crazy person will come out and shoot you. And that is not happening. No. No oh, shit. Don't go to the movie theater. Don't go. Don't leave. You'll your, kill yourself. Don't leave your house. Yeah. Have you seen the news? People. People are dying. <sighs> I just saw a country singer killed herself. I didn't see that. Yeah, she killed herself. I saw it on the news. I saw Garbage Man took a puppy out of the trash. Yeah, heard truck. heard blood curdling screams of puppy in trash. Jesus. The world is an awful place. I read it on the internet. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, Danielle, uh, what type of, uh, or have you had any schooling in crafting? I already know this answer. Uh, if not, how did you get so good at it? If so, or if you weren't married to Ed, would you making such? Would you be making such hideous creatures? Sorry, I'm trying to edit this as I read. Would I be making what? Hideous creatures. Oh, okay. No, no school in crafting. No school at all. <laughs> no, no school. <laughs> no school. I flunked so- the eighth grade, and that's about as far as I got. So, uh, no. I don't, yeah. No classes, no school. Um, let's see. I had a friend show me how to use my sewing machine. I didn't know that I got... Did I get good at it? <laughs> <laughs> Looks like it to me. Yeah. yeah Somebody right. think I'm good at it? You got at it. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty, I'm sure. Um, I just keep... You just gotta keep doing it. You gotta push push hard. <laughs> What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> um, uh, er, I actually feel like a huge loser and like I suck because I've been making the same simple thing for like two plus years, starting with Meat Boy and then the Isaac Toys, that I have not progressed in like construction of things that I sew. So pretty, pretty down on myself about that. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Man. Which is why there's no plush in the shop. So, because I want to get better. That's a good point. Good pointer. <laughs> was there supposed to be a pointer? That's a good one. It's <laughs> a motiv- motivating pointer you gave. What's that? How'd you? What's the- How'd you get so good? <laughs> <laughs> How'd you get so good? I hate myself. <laughs> That is how you get good. That is, that is how you get good. You you never think that you are good. You always question yourself. <laughs> Phil Fish is the best game developer. Yeah. <laughs> never. Never. Never be comfortable. Never uh, think you've made something good. The minute you make something, hate it. Yeah. Hate the way. <laughs> if I was with Ed, I probably wouldn't be. I have no. I probably wouldn't be doing anything that I do now because. We met when I was 15, and he formed me into uh, his ideal partner. That's what you do when you're a misogynist. Yeah. <laughs> Get him young. You rope him yeah, in. Yeah. Slavery, man. Slavery. Molest him. Molest him, yeah. Yeah. You molest him, and then it's like that Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. And then, then they just become like a little sweatshop for you. There you go. Yeah. Downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a sweatshop in there. Asian kids uh, everywhere. Did I answer the question? Yes. 
yeah, 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 definitely. I will accept that as a as, I, a, as an answer. I'm like Ed in where I like when we go to the fabric store and people go, "What are you, what are you making?" And I just go, "Nothing." <laughs> <laughs> like I do not want to talk about it. What do you do? Ah, uh, toys. Because then well, ultimately somebody's like, "That's cute." Like, no, it's not. <laughs> I ask you some more questions. Here. Yeah. Um, since we know the backstory of Super Meat Boy, uh, as to who the characters are supposed to portray, who's Doctor Fetus supposed to be, and what is he supposed to represent? Ed's penis. <laughs> he's got a baby he's the, dick. He's the bad guy. I've read, a... I've, read, I've read a theory that he was an unwanted pregnancy. Oh. That's, oh. that's actually hey. kind of what I thought. That, okay. could be, that could be something. Oh my god, this just blew my mind. <laughs> I read it on the internet! Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, the answer we've is had, exactly We've had one of those, so mm-hmm. uh, there you go. There you go. And he's right. in, a, it's in a jar. Yeah. Right here. <laughs> no. And Ed just throws it at me. <laughs> Look at your mistake. Come here, Harvey. <laughs> okay, go on. Go on. I, I have... I officially have one last question uh, on my part. Okay. If you were approached by Valve to join them, would you? What would it entail? Do I have to go to work? <laughs> uh, up there and then go to work? Do you know, you know all about like Valve's practices, right? Where they, like send you guys on vacations and all sorts of, well send them on vacations vacations are nightmares for me yeah we don't oh. yeah that is true i should have would, actually would, would it entail like if valve okay this is how okay if valve was like no nah, i probably not i don't know it'd be interesting to at least talk to them but if Valve was like hey we want to pay you a million dollars a year <laughs> to make games for us and you get to use a team of 10 people to do whatever you want with, then I'd say yes. But I I would say, but I don't want to go on trips and I don't want to move anywhere in Seattle. I don't want to move up there. I'm going to stay here for my house. You pay me to make other people work and I'll make really cool games and you can put them on there. And then for it to be okay for Ed to sign that, I would need another cap. Right. So oh, if, Valve, if Valve is listening, one million dollars a year. One million dollars a year. What if they told you you'd be working on Half Life Three? I, I wouldn't. What? So I could put shit dick all over it? <laughs> oh, come on! <laughs> no, not shit dick. But I could put it to the table in that situation. That would be anything worthwhile. So a bunch of kids could get upset that I'd put shit dick all over some character. <laughs> I, I think it'd make the game better. I don't know. Hey, hey, hey. Abortions. Yeah. <laughs> what? I, I, I would think that you could possibly make an anti-gravity dick or an anti-gravity dick gun. Like dick physics. And when you shoot it back, it shoots out shit. Dick, yeah. I yeah. love your shit dick game, so, I mean, it would really fit in there. I, at least you'd have one fan, apparently. Yeah. I'm, dude, I'm, just, all... I'm surprised anybody thinks anything I make is good. I make... <laughs> I make garbage that only I like, and uh, everybody else is just dumb. I don't know why they uh, get involved in this I've at all. I've got more for this game. All of the bad guys are tumorous 
tits. Two more tits. And you you shit your dick on them. Mm. <laughs> what was the name of that band that you were gonna make? Uh, chicken, chicken pussy. Chicken pussy. There you go. Oh man. Hmm. Anyway. Sounds like yeah. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Good name. You, you had me interested. Yeah. Chicken pussy. I, uh, I opened for goat horror. <laughs> 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 um, I'm so tired. My face is all burning. We got one. We, we got, at least two more hours before we, we need to go to bed. Yeah. We got uh, got one more question for you guys, uh, and it does come with a reader, and I think it's a pretty good question. It kind of a long one. I'll read it slow. Um, this is from Ray Stevens. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> he, he asks. Uh, Ed, when you have a project on the go, it seems like you work with a very high level of dedication and, in turn, a very high level of self-expectation. During the development of Super Meat Boy, and by extension the making of Indie Game the movie, it seemed like your work ethos put a lot of strain on you both as people and in your relationship. What sort of things have you done to try and counteract the level of time this sort of career path demands? The reality of my career is that I only have room for it and a few hours of Danielle. And that's, that's like, it. And it's not an ideal thing for most people. Like, in a lot of other situations, it's, I think it's hard for people to juggle a relationship, period. Um, and it's one of those things where, like, <clears throat> I, I, you know, I love what I do, like very very much and it's the only thing that really makes me feel fulfilled you know and, and keeps me from you know pulling a fill fish <laughs> but, but like i it, it, in a lot of in a lot of ways it's this haunting horrible thing where like i can't stop i can't stop doing this because if i do i'll become a completely miserable human being and just be horrible it's like a shark and I just have to keep swimming or I'm going to die. And uh, it's not always a blessing, I guess. Um, <clears throat> and it's hard to juggle reality. Like, I have these po- pockets of, like, uh, lucidity where I'm like, am I just throwing my life away into video games? What am I doing? Is it like garbage that, you know, people play for a few minutes and throw away? Or a hundred hours or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> What am I doing, and why am I doing it? Why the fuck am I doing this? And should I be doing something better than this, or should I be putting my efforts elsewhere? But the reality is, is eh, this is what I like the most, and what I seem to do the best. And uh, and this is what we've been on a path for thirteen years of making our life exactly how it is now. Yeah, almost almost to a fault, almost too comfortable. You get get to the point where we've comfort our, comforted ourselves into a corner of a room and a yeah. giant house and okay yeah our <laughs> Tommy laughs when he comes over because we have we have a two-story house now that I have my own studio upstairs my own room with all my stuff in it I am never in there I do not go in there. I sit right next to Ed. I'm the, right now, I'm practically in your chair. Yeah. <laughs> we, we don't give each other a lot of space. Now, all we've done is recreated the same thing that you guys saw in the movie. It's that same room. like. And before that, we actually lived in one room. Yeah. It, and it's just like the comfort, 
comfort zone or whatever. I don't know. But yeah, it gets to the point where we're, we become so isolated that when we go to the flea market and have one conversation with somebody, we're like, fuck, Jesus Christ, people are awful people. <laughs> yeah. Now I understand why people go crazy and kill everybody in the Batman theater. What? <laughs> to me, yeah, it's dangerous to isolate yourself so much and only get the internet feed um, because you're like, holy Jesus, the world is way worse than I expected. Yeah. Wait, but but as far as like me and relationship work, it it's all been through the years. Like during Gish, that was very hard. Um, we like did not see each other at all. I was working constantly and trying to pay for everything. And yeah, then, Danielle was supporting us through Gish. Like the first big project that I was on for six months out of that year, I I was going into debt. And she had to work to pay the bills, and I was gone all day and all night. Um, we just crossed cross paths as, as I came home, and we'd have the weekends together. And that was basically it. And uh, it's been a kind of back and forth, you know, you, you kind of, you take you take a little too much, and then you make up for it. Well, and then, well luckily through Super Meat Boy, I, I worked at home, so that was, like, amazing. Because otherwise, I don't know what would happen. That it was, was baby really steps. Hard. I mean, it's been... It's been 10 plus years of like baby steps. Yeah. I would say we're on 13 years. I would say at the, t- I mean, we always had fun and stuff, of course, but at the 10th year has our relationship like smoothed out to where it's just like, we're pretty much having a blast all the time. <laughs> Except for like, maybe like one, a bad PMS every three months where I'm horrible, like really evil. Sometimes I got shit dick. Mm. Oh. I try to make up for it and I say, you can have some shit dick. <laughs> oh. Get it all over there. I got a bad case of shit. Can that be an item in the Binding of Isaac Rebirth? Yeah. Oh, that was another thing I was going to touch on before where I was like, fa- sometimes fans just miss the mark. When I ask for suggestions, some people will literally said stuff like that. And I'm like, Really? Is that where you think I'm going? <laughs> I realize I've spent this, you know, past hour saying shit dick repeatedly. But the Binding of Isaac doesn't go that far at all. Yeah, um, yeah no, no, no shit dick in Binding of Isaac. Well, you have almost all of your characters in the Binding of Isaac somewhere. You should have the characters from Cunt in there. Um, there's a, there's a, a poster in the arcade, um, a Cunt poster. Oh, I know, I saw the poster. I'm talking about as, no like, one of the up, enemies. No one, no one picks up on the fact that there's a giant vagina monster on the wall in, in the arcade room. And hopefully noticed them all. listening, because I think they're going to do a pixelated version of that. I don't know. Hmm. It's so weird. It, it's extra weird. So, as, as you probably know, like, going into Binding of Isaac, I was like, you know, fuck it. I'm going to do whatever. I don't care. I'm not going to get this rated. I'm not going to even try to bother selling this. No one's going to buy it either way. I'm just going to do what I think is either funny, weird, or interesting and have fun with it and enjoy it. And it was very enjoyable to make. And in the end, now looking back where I've got Tyrone uh, asking me, like, so what kind of, uh, what would you say is the most risque thing in the game? And I'm like, I don't know. Uh, Maybe Isaac's mom trying to kill him? Like, that's probably the the most, and then I'm, like, suddenly realizing everything about this game is insane! <laughs> and, like, how, you're, 
you have to write it down on a piece of paper for ESRB to like rate it. And it's like, well, or when your nephew is explaining something that's happening. <laughs> yeah, he's naked. Yeah, why does his mom want to kill him? He's naked, and you know, sometimes we get a power up. He's he pisses on things and he pisses on <laughs> shit and finds money and you know, it just gets so awful and so weird and. And I just realized that how in the fuck is this game going to get a rating? Like, we're, we're not even remotely to that point. And for the most part, they don't seem to care. But, because if an E get an M, what does it matter? You know, it doesn't really matter. But, um, like, how is this game not an M? It's totally an M. But, like, I just doesn't feel like an M to me. Yeah. Um, and it's, it, it's because it doesn't have that aesthetic look to it where it feels like an M, really. I was worried that, I was really worried that Super Meat Boy would get an M. And there was a f- certain scenes that I was like, Ugh. you know, mm-hmm. I, can I write this? Because when you, you when you fill out an ESRB form, you, you've got to describe the most graphic w- <laughs> depictions of X, Y, Z. And it's like, oh, depictions of violence, depictions of gore, depictions of drug use, and so on. And I get to the point where it's like instances of, of gore and violence. And I'm like, well, Jesus, there's like a lot. And I don't know what. And then I get to the point where it's like, how do I describe a fetus being stomped to death. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't describe that in a way that I can get a T. Like, what, what do I have to do here? And I, I remember even wording it like, uh, Bandage Girl hops on Dr. Fetus and he bursts into a poof of red dots. And, uh, and then, of course, you have to see the video. And I'm like, I remember going, oh my god, this is going to be the thing that, like, gets us an M, like, and it, I just, it just I did, wasn't a game that I wanted to be an M, because I just didn't feel like it should be, like, I feel like, you know, it should be yeah. team. And, uh, it came back with, like, we've got, we've got one questionable thing that we really want to see more footage of, and, uh, we need to see it as soon as possible, and I'm like, oh, great, I know what it is. And I'm like, okay, what? And they're like, when Brownie farts, we need, <laughs> we need the <laughs> <laughs> and like, We sent him the, the video, but there was no audio for it. And because it, it says in the description, uh, Brownie is born, you know, comes out of the press like Terminator 2, and then there's an awkward high-pitched fart. And uh, that's what they wanted. They wanted to see that because that was the most questionable when it came to crude humor. And it's like, really? You stomp a fetus to death? Like, I thought that, that would be it. No, but the fart, that's what puts it over. <laughs> I am so... Every time I fart, I'm so offended. <laughs> My God! And I'm just like, what? How, how did that come out of me? I'm a good person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you apologize to everybody around you. I'm not a bad person. I'm not like this. I know how that sounded, and I know how it smells, I know and it, I am a good person. I know it came out of me, but that does not represent me and my views. <laughs> that fart was rated M for mature. It's not for your age. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I don't. I don't know how that's going to go down with Isaac at all. And uh, there doesn't seem to be that much discussion because, like, I, I know with with Nintendo, they had a problem with the religious aspect, but more importantly, the religious aspect of the mom trying to murder her son. That's going to be the. Why big did you thing. choose the mom, anyways? That was really weird to me. Oh, I chose I chose the mom because I felt like the father is done out. It's just like played out. Yeah. yeah. It also came it was also I was making it around the Lacey Peterson time. Uh. Not not during that time, but I was reading um No, it was I was right when the trial ended. Like right when the, the uh-uh. thing ended. Yeah, it is. 
That's when I that's when I started it. No way, that has been done. It's been out for a while. No, I don't think so. I I it was fresh in my mind. That's all I know. And like you you hear tons of stories of of uh mothers killing their kids. Like, well, usually the crazy religious ones. Yeah, yeah, well, I mostly was reading the terrible crimes, true crime stories. Yeah, Danielle, it it was it was like a um, and a lot the, of it were were um. It was the perfect storm of crazy parents. dark inspiration in that at that time. Like I was, I have like this um, collection of like Christian propaganda, um, like I ch- uh. like tracks and stuff like that. And uh, at that time, I was also downloading tons of Christian propaganda videos. Like I really love the well, it's always the eighties because that's when that was the biggest. But like. These 80s VHS tapes you can get at flea markets that say, like, Beavis and Butthead and MTV in general is sending your kids to hell. Here, we dissect the music videos and explain why, and it's just fucking amazingly hilarious. And then it goes even deeper, and it's like, you know, so-and-so exposes the cults, the satanic cults that are existing now, and how children are sacrificed and and raped and so on and so forth. And then there's, like, interviews with these people who, who swear that they were in these cults and... That this one lady was thrown into a a well full of dead babies, and that's where Gertie actually originally came from because she was supposed to be made of of, a, of dead babies, but I eventually turned it into just guts because it looked oh. cool. But um, they're all schizophrenic. <laughs> yeah, they're all crazy people because it you know the 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 government actually did read <laughs> research on this. And tried... My favorite was this lady said, "Oh God, yeah," that there were animal sacrifices, and she had to get this dog's dick hard and then cut it. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. that's our motto now is get hard, cut it off. There are some, there are some great, great interviews. Um, but like, so, why do you have to get the dog's dick hard first? <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, there's a lot of shit eating as well. And like, what does that have to do with There's a lot of shit eating. A lot of shit eating. Like, it was a reoccurring in every single interview. It's like, well, yeah, we can <laughs> make you sacrifice, <laughs> sacrifice some babies. We rape some... some kids we cut off a dog's dick oh yeah and then we ate our shit mm. you know evil <laughs> satan loves it we had to listen to our own part <laughs> yeah. we worst, uh, worst of all that was the worst but yeah so i'm watching all that stuff and then danielle gets on this kick of reading these weird captive stories of these kids um in basements but like, what did it, it started with reading memoirs of um what is where are they the mormons the Mormons that have a lot of wives. Mormons. Yeah, Mormons. <laughs> <laughs> Old it's Mormons. called something. What is it called? Hormons. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what it's called. Mormons. No. Old Mormons. You know, like the sister wives. Mormons! Mormons. Yeah. Mormons. <laughs> I mean, they're Mormon, but it's a whole, it's a different sect of Mormonity. <laughs> <laughs> They're the religious people. Old school Mormons. The old school ones that have a lot of wives. Polygamist. Yeah. Yes. I knew it. That's, yeah. Okay, so yeah, it went from that to like them escaping that situation. And then, you know, I'm on like Kindle, so it goes, hey, read this. A father keeps his daughter in the under their house for 30 years and ha- gives and her. And she has a whole family under there. But and- from him. So yeah, that's the whole like kid in the basement, living in the basement thing, and I get all these just like everything just like seeps in, 
and it just all just goes through the filter and then comes out and this some Zelda. It's like it was filtered through my brain and then Zelda, and then it came, became Binding of Isaac. There you go. That was, that was essentially it. That and like yeah, like just being around little kids and like Eli and Dusty, my uh, my nephews, and you know, that, and then religion, just religion in general. It started, of course, as like kind of you know I'm, I'm angry at, at religion. It sucks, and then it became more of like a the same thing, but then also eh, it's pretty interesting. It's pretty and also I can do whatever I want. So what will I? What will I do? Yeah. Where, what, what can I do to pro- almost cross the line of getting us murdered? Danielle was worried that, that Christians were going to kill us. Yeah. Was, well, that wouldn't be shocking if they tried. What if yeah. somebody gets really mad? But, I mean, well, because we had one situation a long time ago where Ed had some... What was the story that was in the... It was some, like, zine that he had in um in Borders, like a local... Yeah. Like a local artist section and somebody like took his little thing and threw it yeah like they grabbed all my like zines and went up to the front and like threw it at the person behind the counter and started flipping out and they had to be thrown out of the store saying that it was and so that was enough for me jesus yeah yeah no yeah. Uh, people are so dumb they don't understand how computers work yeah they don't have <laughs> yeah well, there. I don't know. There's a godhatesfags.com, so apparently they know how to work some things. They paid somebody to do that. Okay, they, good point. They, <laughs> they got one boy. He's going to school for computers. <laughs> he took HT mail. <laughs> That's okay. good. Bracket fag. Got a, close, close. He got a yahoo.com email. <laughs> that, how else are you supposed to get up your ire? Yeah. I'm get... so mad at the dicks that turn me on. Ugh, I hate queers and I hate that they make my dick so hard. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing I hate about them. They ruin my pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think you broke me on that one. Yep. It, it's it's nice to hear somebody say the same things. Uh, I, I came from the somewhat religious background. I had wanted to be a reverend at one point in time. Uh, after my sixth read-through of the Bible, I uh, turned against it. <laughs> so, The Binding of Isaac, I understand the whole thing, basically, except for the things that you've added to it. But uh, that I think that's part of what keeps me interested in it. I'm like, this is embarrassing, but I think I've put about 300 hours personally into it now. Yeah, I have. I, I was going to say it's kind of embarrassing considering there's a lot of games that we have to play around here. We have to do reviews. We have to speak about them. And it's like, I can't play that right now because I'm playing The Binding of Isaac. Just wait one second. Yes, I'm going to go plant this poop over here and hide behind <laughs> it so the enemy can't shoot me here. Well, I promise that the that Rebirth will be worth playing, even after the 300 hours. Like, that's my... My goal is fanfare. My like, my goal is like, not only am I going to be able to have the ability to do it, do this in an engine that that was meant to run it, but also go the extra mile and you know add a bunch of features that I wish that I would you know could have put in but couldn't because of Flash, but also go the extra mile and be like, all right, 
I'll add, you know, another Wrath of the Lamb expansion over the top, and it's, you know, I'm 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 an active listener to the fans. I understand what they want and why they want it, and if it makes sense, uh, it's going to get in. That's and, awesome. So I I actually forgot to ask you uh, with the Binding of Isaac Rebirth, you had mentioned something about for those who already have the Binding of Isaac, it would add more and would possibly come at a discount if you can make it happen i believe is what you said uh they will it won't you won't be able to like move your save data over or anything yeah of course compatible but if you do own it yeah we we talked it over with steam um we actually did this before there they can do loyalty discounts so if you own other things in the library that you can get a discount and i yeah i talked it over with tyrone and i'm like you know i really want to make sure that you know the fans if they pre-order the game, I want them to get a discount if they own it, and they're fine with it. So, you will awesome. definitely be doing a pre-order discount. Um, you know, maybe another I don't know, limited for release uh, to a certain degree or something. That's that's really awesome. I don't want I'll to, be- up, you know, upset everybody by being oh, I have to pay money again when I paid five dollars for mm. this game I played for three hundred hours. I'm angry about it. Because I know that's gonna happen, but uh, <laughs> yeah, damn me for doing that. But uh, yeah, it's kind of odd sometimes. I remember thinking like, uh, well, I want people to play this game, and I don't think they're gonna play it, so I'll make it five dollars. And then the game comes out and it does really well, and then I have people like complaining about the re- the remake better better be fucking cheap <laughs> because uh, we're free. Because it's like, ah, and it's like, God, I, I don't know if, I don't know if putting it up for $5 was a bad idea because like the bar has been, I guess, lowered forcefully to that $5. Yeah, increment. you really fucked everyone else. Yeah, and it's, uh, <laughs> fuck, I that fucking screwed the pooch there. I, I screwed it up for everybody. That is possibly the best $5 that anybody could spend, which is completely ridiculous to me that a game that has that much content is $5. Yeah. And uh, for the basement uh, collection. But you never <laughs> you never would have known that you would have spent that much time in it. Like, I, there were days that we came home from the post office, and I would start playing, and I'd just be like, okay, one more game. As soon as I die, I'll stop. And yep. then I look up, and it's like midnight. What happened? It's, this it's is where the self-loathing comes in. <laughs> it, that was like uh, the basement collections. Like what, two fifty, three dollars somewhere there. I think it's four dollars. But then there's okay, a loyalty discount with that, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, there, well, there was a loyalty discount that would make it two dollars. Well, it's it's four dollars for a shit ton of content. Like, sure, it in there. It's not physical. You can't hold it in your hand. But there's so much shit, including stuff that's not even in indie game the movie. And, and that's, like, what really blew my mind is, like, the fact that you guys have basically your own mini-podcasts in there where Danielle just questions you about funny. certain things. <laughs> that was another email I got because they're trying to do ESRB for the box set, and they're like, uh, do you say anything that would be age-inappropriate? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure we say horrible, horrible things. I forgot. Yeah, when he was making that, it was, like, it's gonna be three. First, it was gonna be two ninety nine. Then it's gonna be three ninety nine. So he's like, I gotta put like more stuff in this to like justify three ninety nine. And it, like, oh my god, he just packed it so full of stuff to the point where I'm thinking three ninety nine. But it was so specific. Like the only people who care about that shit is you know the the, the fan fans. 
And there are not that many of those people, so. Yeah, yeah those people know. need to go pick it up. I, they, I, I wanted... Uh, the reason why I made the... There's two reasons I made, made the collection. Number one reason I made the collection was because I hated the idea that people would see the movie and think that the only game that I made was Super Meat Boy. Because even, even to, like, to this day, people will come up and be like, hey, I saw you in that movie. Um, how's Meat Boy doing? It's like, well, that was a long time ago. That shit is old, bro. <laughs> like, I made another game. They're like, you made another game? Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, I made some games before. You made some games before. They were in the movie. You see them. No. What? Oh, this is my favorite question. Did you ever get that hairless cat? I get it. <laughs> Of the movie. <laughs> yeah, it, it says right at the end of the movie. She got her cat. How did Meat Boy do? That was that's another there one. There is a picture of me holding the cat. Yeah, that Super Meat Boy. That so well. Did, did I seen yeah. the movie? I don't know. Did it so well? How's it doing? I, I learned. Uh, well, that's the thing I learned. I learned that people don't really watch movies. They must just like have something else on, and then they're just not kind of. Yeah, they fell asleep. But okay, that's the sad thing. The, yeah, the two the two reasons. Number one is because I don't like the idea that people will see the movie and be like, "Oh, that was the first game they that that guy made." And uh, so I need my first thing that I make needs to be a big success. Yeah, like I wanted to kind of show the stepping stones, and I mean I'm even like sugarcoating it because I don't put the garbage in there, even though some of it is you know borderline he, garbage. He didn't add the, his poem book. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't put like the crappy crap crap. That I that led into and, and it filled the, the gaps in between these games, but for the most part, it's all there and kind of shows the the progress and a lot of kind of it fills in that that I don't like that illusion of you know oh you can just make a game and you know it'll do well and no real effort is put in before that and there's many years behind it. The other one is that I wanted to be able to give back to all the different programmers that I worked with over the years because I worked with so many. And I gave a substantial amount of money, um, percentage-wise, uh, of the basement collection to everybody involved. I only took, I took the smallest amount. Everybody else took bigger, bigger chunks. But um, it made me really happy to be able to like write these, you know, fifteen thousand dollar checks to these people who, who I, you know, worked on a game that made each of us a couple hundred dollars back in the day. Um, and now we re-release it on Steam and in a bundle, and they actually get paid a good amount of money, and how happy they are about it, and and it was really cool to be able to do that and kind of celebrate, you know, the amount of work that I put in and uh, that we put in, I guess. And that's that's why I, I made it. It was fun. It's, to me, it's ridiculous that there's people out there that haven't played Ether. Like that that's the one that really blew my mind was people were like, Oh no, I don't want to play that. It looks cutesy and that's definitely not one of his games. I was like, ah, there's a big meaning to it. Uh I was suffering from a really bad depression at the time when I had played it most recently. And at the end of it, like I felt great because it put everything into perspective. And I know that's really weird thinking like, Oh, you played one of Edmund McMillan's games and it made you feel like that? Bullshit. But it was really, like, one of those things. And then after that, like, after I felt better, I whipped out my dick and I shat everywhere. So everything came back around. Yeah. Yeah. I think we lost them again. Hmm. No? Maybe? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Maybe, yep. maybe the dick. Are you there? You cut off yes, right now. Yes, we're here. Where did it cut off? Uh, you were talking about playing Ether. And, and that. cut off. 
that people would think it was strange that you'd feel that way after playing one of those games. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was it was just like one of those things where like people just can't believe that you would make a game that would make somebody feel really good about themselves afterwards because it was something that could put things in perspective. It, it even happened with Spewer. Like I think Spewer to me was a game that after playing it, that's like the game that really made me feel good about life in the end just because that ending it really did it something for me and I yeah, think that's yeah, why Spewer is yeah, probably my favorite. The two games that have hopeful endings. Yeah, I'm um, not. I'm not. Yeah, time, not exactly. time fuck makes me want to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. couldn't even follow time fuck, so it's good. It should. Um, I had to proofread um, thing messages from Steven, like when it was getting close to my birthday, so I start feeling weird already. And oh, from like, from the second part. Yeah, from and I was like, this is making me feel so weird. Yeah, is, is, the, is that the voice that you used? Like, isn't that you in the dialogue? Aren't you Steven? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, it's me saying letters with the phonetic sounds. Oh. Yeah. At, at points in times, I could hear it kind of sounded like what your voice had sounded like. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, that's really creepy and that can't possibly be it. Yeah, no one, no one knows that Steven's really a woman. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, um, yeah, the Ether and Spewer are like the two hopeful, hopeful games. I'd like, I'd like to do, I'd like to expand on Ether eventually. I don't know when. Um, I'm definitely not in that mode. I don't know. I'd like, I, I struggle with like feeling like I should be saying more or. I don't know. I, I I I sometimes get get heckled like in admin ad, anything you know like by anybody's like there's no there's no message there's no meaning there's no thought behind it it's mm. just poop jokes and you know crude humor and a large part of the internet would disagree though and have a lot to yeah but yeah but like there's a part of me that's like I used to get in arguments with uh high I, I don't know if you'd say high profile indies who do very artsy fartsy things and have this, you know, circle of, of these high art type, you know, people. And that was something that was told to me, um, you know, that they, that I should really, if I want to be taken seriously, I should remove my humor from, from the games because it takes away from the message or whatever I'm trying to come across. You know, or, or oh, he was also told to explain exactly how he wanted the person to feel yeah, and tell people how they should feel, and so on and so forth. Because that, because this certain guy didn't get it. Yeah, but it was it's it's something that 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 is valid to a, to a certain degree. Where I un, I can understand how people can get mixed messages from what I'm doing, and and can write off you know time fuck or um, the binding of Isaac because of you know, some meme that they see or poop, you know, or whatever else, because it just seems like, oh, I thought there was something here, but oh, no, poop joke or whatever else. But, like, I can't get away from the fact that everything that I'm doing is a piece of who I am and I'm not this serious, always serious person who is just, you know, depressed and wants to dwell on it. Like, I need to lighten the mood in some way or it just doesn't seem enjoyable. Like, I just, I can't do something that's so 
incredibly dreary and serious um, to, to to the point of just feeling like oh, I'm gonna kill myself now because this is super depressing. But um, I'd like, but there's a part of me that like I get frustrated because I get frustrated. It's like I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm doing, I feel like I'm saying something here, and I would like what I'm saying to be felt and heard to a certain degree. I feel like it is felt and heard to that certain degree, but it still bothers me that other people don't see anything at times, if that makes sense. There's a lot of soldier boys. A lot of soldier boys. But, I don't know, I think it might just be a skill a skill level thing. I think I can get better at it in time and maybe um, maybe have a stronger message to get with, with my personality attached without sacrificing um, anything. And know. it's really going to come through on shit, Dick. <laughs> we need shit dick plushies. Yes, I want to snuggle with a shit dick. Yeah. Oh yeah, mom's mom's working on um uh, a figure right now. Where can I pre-order? My mom's like, is the so is the shit all around this part of the dick? <laughs> no, the sh- the dick is made out of shit. Are there balls? Mm. She gets really creative with the scrotum. Yeah. It's like the Duke of Lane. Oh, that's... It looks like... we could get, like, a mohawk or shit on the scrotum. Yeah. Comes with... A, awesome. Comes with a, pe- a signed piece of Ed's shit. <laughs> <laughs> or his foreskin. <laughs> with shit on it. One of my dicks. great. A real one. Very limited. <laughs> <laughs> I will, before we go, I will say one thing because maybe somebody's listening and they want, like, relationship advice, and that's what I have to add. Uh, so, is that okay? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I'll just say, let's see. First of all, because I feel, I always feel bad, like, at um, the, the Q&As after ending the movie, like, I feel like people, like, just like with making Super Meat Boy, think that they will have a relationship and it should be, like, exactly what whatever they think me and Ed's relationship is. And that makes me feel bad. So, um, you have to work really hard at it, obviously. <laughs> um, unless you're happy with yourself, it doesn't matter who you're with, because you will be miserable if you're miserable with yourself, if you don't like yourself. Um, try, to, try to be self-aware. Try to find somebody else that's self-aware, and somebody that wants to grow and create something with you and not, you know, don't we could have grown apart in 13 years, we could have grown apart at some point but we definitely grew together and it was fun for us to do that, so that's what you have to do It's pretty sound advice, I mean that's I feel like people, everybody knows that but it's like yeah. you think some stuff is common sense but it, yeah. it gets lost. She gets, yeah, she gets a lot of like people asking in relationship advice and and or saying like I've got this exact same relationship that you guys have except I'm miserable except my girlfriend hates me I'm like no dude that's not <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just odd people don't use common sense and logic in a lot of things I guess because emotion is involved yeah. and or just wanting to avoid well and like with everything reality. else you want that end result and it takes work so yeah People don't want to work for that end result. Yeah, and like how, oh, you're so supportive, and like, why can't I find like a girlfriend or a boyfriend that is so supportable? 
are you supportive of yourself? Because I only treat Ed the way that he treats me. And are you too supportive? Are you a doormat who just yeah. lets everybody walk all over them and are you think you, that you're being supportive? Do but... you have a giant vagina? You have to be just a, a nice open hand slap every once in a while. Just the right amount of jerk to get my dick hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is the best interview I've ever done. I'm amazing. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Uh, we appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's good to talk about shit dicks. Yeah, shit dick is... Or no, shit, shitting dicks. Yeah. But there's also going to be a version for women, for the empowered women, oh. shit cunt. Oh, there you go. <laughs> empowered women and all of us. You yank it. I feel like a more powerful woman after that. Yeah. yeah. Eric, you're a very powerful woman, so it's a... The game is wiping the correct direction. God, is it front to back or back to front? It It is front to back. Otherwise, you're going to have one shitty... But then the object of the game is the other to go the other direction. Mm. And get this crazy, diseased... Yanking. How fast can you get over that sickness? That's the game. Because yanking's a good thing. But... The first thing I saw was the disease thing. That stuck in my mind. Yeah, that's a different one. Yankin is like, brings all the boys to the yard. So the word rhymes with rank, and that's all I can think of. Yeah, it's a, it's a ghetto term. It says it was originated in Oakland. Oh, Oakland. That'll explain it. That's yeah. where Amber is. <laughs> yeah, Amber Lamps comes from Oakland. We should probably wrap this yeah. interview up. But, uh, I, I, I just, I, I do want to say, and I think I speak for both me and Eric, that I, I appreciate you two coming on, giving us this opportunity yeah. to sit down and talk to you guys. You guys are awesome. Um, oh. Really awesome people. And we both love what you guys do. Ed, you make some great games. Danielle, you're, some of those things are fucking amazing. So. Yeah. I, I can't believe that uh, people even know I exist. So thank you very much. No, we do. <laughs> we do. We're huge fans here. So. Uh, Appreciate it very much. You guys are nice too. You guys aren't uh, douchebags at all, so take that. Yeah, oh, we're douchebags. Yeah, well, we are, really but you know. Oh no, we, we. I have listened to some podcasts where I'm like, end this now. <laughs> we get, we probably get a few like that. I'm sure. Right, Eric. You know, uh, I'm 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 hoping that like afterwards we can just finally be like put out an episode where like that motherfucker said Phil Fish didn't have any eyes behind that gl- uh, behind those glasses and he's only four foot tall fuck them <laughs> you know the sad reality is, is uh, wait did we say that or did you guys say that it was on the indie game the movie uh, commentary, commentary which is by yeah. far <laughs> the funniest <laughs> fucking thing I've ever heard in my entire life the vestigial eyes just pulls them off or they come off with the glasses but uh, the funny thing about the Phil Fish jokes is that Phil's not short? But when his little feet are hanging it's a perspective. Off the bed, it's a perspective thing. It's because his head's so big yeah. that he looks like a toddler when he's walking around. So it's like he—he's he, okay. He's shorter than Tommy, but he's not yeah. short. Like he's an there's, average. There's guy. an amazing part that really makes you think that he really is short. There's a part where he's in the pool yeah. and he's sitting next to the four foot. <laughs> but, <thing>. Yeah. <laughs> and Ed just goes, see four foot. And then just, I lose it. And everybody that's listening to it's losing it. It's fucking fantastic. Yeah. It is honestly the funniest thing I've ever heard in my so, life. Dude, doing that commentary, that was okay. That was one of the things like when, 
when they started recording us, we said, we will do this only if you promise us that we get to do a commentary track and we get to do whatever we want and you're not around. And they're like, okay. So when that actually happened, we were like, you can't be in the house. Just like, go away. Let us record this. We're going to do it. One, one take. They and went. They went into into the guest bedroom, and I also had to go into our bedroom. Yeah, just leave us alone and let us do this. <laughs> Which I thought I should have been involved because I am hilarious. <laughs> and uh, I had a. We had both. We had a really good time doing that. And uh, we I, at this point, if you ask Tommy, Tommy will say that the commentary track is better than the movie. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I honestly, I hate to say it, I actually kind of agree, just mm. because I think that the commentary track is literally the funniest thing I've ever heard yeah. in my life. It was good. It was good to do it too because, like, Tommy has a love hate relationship with the movie. Um, he doesn't like how he comes off in the movie. He doesn't feel like he's that person at all. Like he was just that person at that time, and then that that didn't. It just ended at that point, and he doesn't like that he comes off as this arrogant guy who doesn't like Halo and whatever else. And he uh, wasn't wrong though. There, I'm, I, <laughs> yeah, he, and he would he would still say the same thing now, but. He's, it's just more of like a thing where like I think um, the way the movie's paced and how he's introduced, like he's introduced with that. And if you like Halo, you hate Tommy. Well, and then nobody watching the, the movie comes out, Super Meepo is already successful. When that was filmed, it was up in the air, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was, it's, it's hard to he explain. He was an underdog when he was saying that Yeah, it's that hard stuff. to explain how like. The Tommy that was saying that stuff and the way he was saying that that came, that comes off arrogant then was kind of coming off jokefully arrogant and almost like faux, uh, like this front like puffing it was, up. yeah puffing up because we were huge losers <laughs> like we had nothing like we it was it was a joke like. But then after you see the movie and, and you, you see that, that we had some success, it's like it comes off like, oh, I think I'm better than Halo and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but it's like Tommy does come off a little one-dimensional in the movie. I mean, I come off one-dimensional in the movie. I just happen to come off in the dimension that most people seem to like. Fat, like, fat yeah. fat. <laughs> Some sort of fucking fat dimension. <laughs> I don't like at all. But, um, round. Round. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, but yeah, I, I mean, I'm I one dimensional in the movie. I like cats. <laughs> yeah, you're a girl. I need my cats. But that, that <laughs> even we all we all had our little like, ah, oh, shit. I don't like how I came off in the movie. Moments. I didn't. I love it. <laughs> but, I really do. I have had no negative things from the movie. Yeah, well, you lucked out. But like, well, I, there there was like one hit. set of subtitles in that movie, and the subtitle just said dancing when Danielle was dancing, but they didn't catch it. <laughs> Ugh, and the day, the, oh my god, that's how comfortable we were in front of them, that I was wearing leggings, just leggings. <laughs> What's wrong with you? And never, and like, never makeup, what, that's how comfortable I was. There was a Canadian man kneeled on the floor with the camera, and I just didn't, like, yeah, I've got leggings on, look at my huge ass, I'm dancing. <laughs> <laughs> he did kind of just fade away into the background. Into the, into the corners. Yeah. But yeah, right. I, I was getting at something at some point. Uh, uh, movie commentary. Oh yeah, the reason why the commentary track was good is because I I hope that when people listen to it, they can see that there's more dimension to Tommy and I. Like we're not these miserable people. I'm not just this jolly 
jolly gentle giant, jolly <laughs> rumpus. I don't know whatever, whatever I am. I'm just <laughs> hairy, hairy, hairy barrel of uh, I'm a hairy barrel of, of giggles in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, Tommy claims that that's true. That that's that's who I am. But and I think Tommy's an arrogant prick. Yep, man. <laughs> you made John Paul look like a really big badass. Dick would say. Yeah. But no, yeah, it was good that we did the commentary because I feel like it does add that little bit of dimension. And they actually are um, working on the special edition now, and I think they're like a hundred. A hundred minutes into it, I, I, it'll probably be as like the the extras and the special edition will probably be more than the movie length. Can I see what they were most recently working on for the extras? Sure, I think. What are they um, working on? What? <laughs> oh yeah, you can say that. Oh, they're uh, they're doing a piece where we're talking about how um, the internet's video came about, mm. and so that. Yeah, yeah, they they filmed us talking about that, and then I think they'll have part of it in there, the video in there. Yeah, they asked for a copy of the video, but yeah, they, so they actually did follow ups with me and Tommy, like full follow ups, and Danielle, and so that'll be in there. And then, um, of course, like the fifteen other developers that they followed around, they've got shitloads of footage of them, so they'll probably cut together the substantial ones for that too. And, I'm actually looking forward to that because I was always interested. Because oh, yeah. when, when the whole thing started, it was supposed to be like 20 developers, and mm-hmm. th- they would cut down to like 15 vignettes for a t- you know a two-hour-long documentary that was just gonna you know this is my game and this is who I am and the, the end. And it just so they had all that footage um, that they that they shot, but they ended up just going with a story arc um, kind of layout. So it'll be interesting to see because that's originally what was pitched to me is what they were gonna do. Um, so I, I want to see it. But they decided to put the hot dude in it, mostly. Yeah, Phil Fish, that asshole. <laughs> I was kind of scared for my life at his parts in those movies. thought he was going to come through my TV screen and kill me. You would, just, you would just hold his head with your palm. <laughs> <laughs> and he couldn't reach you. Yeah. So, so during your commentary, is it true that John Blow is a Jupiter belt? Yeah, he, the guy, that guy is like... Yeah, he's very skilled in martial arts for real. Like, oh god, uh, that's what I thought. I was like, he seems uh, like he's joking. No, uh, yeah, well, Jupiter Belt's not real. I feel like I feel. <laughs> I was like joking he... at that part, but no, John Blow is a very skilled martial arts guy. Like okay. he, um, I've, I've, well, I've heard stories. He could be, it could be a great liar, but I, I doubt it. Where he's been in situations where he got carjacked and actually like fucked the guy up. Mm. You know, I could see him doing that, so that makes perfect sense, actually. No, he's he's hardcore. The guy's fucking hardcore. I also imagine that he's very skilled in tantric sex. Yeah, I can see that. Mm. Yeah. yeah, totally. Because yeah. uh, he's you know, like I... silky shirts that he wears sometimes, and like that guy fucks for hours. <laughs> <laughs> I can vouch for it. Uh, yes, he took me from behind after <laughs> fisting me. We've heard about and this. I spent six hours of crying and laughing and being happy. <laughs> Many roundhouse kicks yeah. were given. Yeah, Go watch Indie Game the Movie. The first time I met him, the first time I met him many, many years ago when I started working on uh, Braid with him uh, in the early days, um, of, he was doing like these like hand movements, like kung fu movements as we were walking down the street, and I'm like, what the fuck's going on there? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? He's like, he, oh, yeah. he also used to wear like 
cut off. Yeah, like yeah, he would wear like cut off uh, uh, jackets and stuff, so you could see his muscles. Oh man, he was he was he would fuck you up. I want to get John Blow on here now. Yeah, that's, that's the, he's actually a really funny guy too. Like yeah, he he, he he comes off super serious. I mean, he is and he is super serious, but he can he's 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 entertaining. Yeah, he's, he's a I have guy. said the most absolutely raunchy things to him, and it's always hilarious. Yeah. I'd be afraid to say some horrible shit and have him just stare at me and like all I can ever see is in the commentary where you keep on talking about how he's such a badass and I think you're joking the whole time and then you're like that's how he sleeps and it's just the picture of him sitting in the chair in the dark <laughs> and I'm just like oh god he's serious he does, he does he does some shit like that he's the kind of guy who's like you know what are you doing this weekend I don't know I'm tying a rock to myself and wandering the desert for three days <laughs> Okay, okay. I'm not speaking for 70 years. Yeah, yeah. like he is so awesome. He has such a good sense of humor. And he's like extremely genuine. He, he seems like he has no past. No no future. <laughs> yeah, he, does. he seems like a, the, Kung, the guy from Kung Fu. But he totally... He's totally just normal. Yeah, he's a very normal guy. He's a very generous guy, too. He has, like, people in his family that we were talking about, like, people that we have in our family, and he's talking about people that he had in his family. He has has people... You have a family? He has people in his family. He has has a mother? (laughs) He wasn't an an orphan raised on the streets? Yeah. He's Batman. He's Shredder. He's he's the Shredder. (laughs) Not Shredder, Splinter. (laughs) I can see him more Shredder. Shredder. <laughs> He's like just crossed uh, between shutters. Yeah, I'm fucking crying. She's <sighs> 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 praying. <laughs> there he is. I, I've been laughing too damn much. I, I literally have leakage coming out of my eyes. Yeah, That's my face weird. is like burning. It's killing me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we can keep talking for hours, so we should probably let you go. You guys are basically becoming murderers at this point in time. Yep. yep. We've got we we, we got to do this. We got to stay for two more hours. Yeah. Thank you for helping stay Luke. Yeah, that helped. Huh. Oh, I, you know. I almost feel like I've gotten a second wind. I feel insane. Let's go outside. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll probably have you guys back on when you make spewer two. Okay. Oh, Spewing. Yeah, uh, but yeah, again, uh, this was this was entertaining. Thank you so much for coming on and uh, you know talking to us, average Joes. No, problem. it was awesome. It was very awesome. Is that Assassin's Creed? My, my icon thing. Yeah. Yes. yes. The buggiest one though. Like Look the at me. One. Look at me. I'm a gamer girl. I've never played that game. Look at I've, me. I've watched stuff. somebody play it once. Oh my god, I watched Florian play it for hours. He just kept jumping off a roof. It was so boring. <laughs> I think it's good. Eric thinks it's thinks it's not so good, but... Well, that, that happens with those, those games. Where, and there's no doubt, like, if, if a shitload of people really love a game, it's probably pretty good. But yeah. literally like, all I saw was jumping off the roof. Well, yeah, that's what it usually seems to be. That's, that's, but, that's a basic but, premise of it, you know. There's no, there's no doubt in my mind that it's probably has, it's probably pretty good, but it's one of those games, much like... Any of the games that look like that, like any of like the three D story driven games, where it's like all I see is the amount of time that I need to put in to really enjoy it. And I'm like, eh. Ed couldn't even get through Skyrim. I couldn't. It's 
it's one of those games that has many problems. It, it was like, uh, it's like when Phil Fish shows up and he's just like, keys, 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 keys. And they everybody restart this for the thing. keys because they have to reset the game because yeah. of the bugs. So, yeah. They should have called it Roof Jumper. That would draw me in. No. Yeah. Pitfall 3D. Yeah, if, you, if you've if got a game that like I need to invest time in, it better be like called Fallout, or I'm not going to do it. Fallout 4. It's coming. Yep. Waste, yeah. Wasteland? Wasteland. I'll Wasteland. play that. But uh, thanks for all the listeners who actually wrote in for some really good questions. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I don't... Eric, do you have any, any more you want to fanboy um, all over the place? No, no. no? no I, I already said Spewer 2, coming soon. Yep, heard it here first. Well, I have one question. Where are you guys from? Oh, we're uh, from the Northeast. I'm from Ohio. And I'm from Michigan. Are those two things by each other? Yes. Yes. Okay. We're holding hands. <laughs> we're, we've actually been uh, jerking each other off the whole time. Oh, man. Okay. Wait, 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 that is too far. <laughs> wait, Michigan? Where in Michigan? Uh, around the cold water area. I live literally about 100 feet away from Indiana in a place called Montgomery. I just have no idea where any of these things are. Yeah. You don't want to know. I Michigan know is the shit. California. <laughs> That's so yeah, we live nowhere near California. I can find it on the map. It's a different year over here. Yeah. yeah. And don't, because there's no room in the map, don't put Hawaii down. <laughs> Danielle, for, her, for like her whole life, thought that Hawaii was giant. Because of how big it was on the map. Oh. <laughs> but it's only map, but it was really close to the coast. Yeah. Because they put it, it in the square right next to the coastline of California. And I was like, Tommy. And Alaska's, what's Alaska doing? It's giant floating over. It's Tommy, a giant island over here. Well, Tommy, North Carolina to Hawaii, that's like nothing. Was <laughs> <laughs> that where it wraps? It was, it was right Oh, they, they, right they tucked, it. tucked it over the Gulf of Mexico? As soon as I said it, I realized what was <laughs> so it was too late. That is gold. That is awesome. <laughs> We're never leaving live Santa Cruz. America! Uh, America. Let's wrap up the show portion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, if, if you're listening to this, if you got any questions, uh, email us at galacticgamingnews at gmail.com. I'm out of, I'm lost of words at this point. Um, <laughs> Our website is uh, galacticgamingnews.tumblr.com. Check us out on there. Uh, yeah, but thanks. You, our thanks. Website, yeah, what's our website? website? Is edplusdanielle.bigcartel.com. Or you just go to edmanm.com and click shop. That's yep. what I tell people. It's easier. But again, thanks you guys for coming on tonight. Thank you. You guys need to plug your tumblers though. Plug your tumblers. Oh, plug your tumblers. Or not tumblers. Twitters. Twitters. Damn it. Twitters. Fuck me. Oh, you sounded so stupid. <laughs> oh, I hate my life. Wait, let me plug my MySpace. What? Just plug your fucking MySpaces, guys. Come on. And your Friendsters. My, link, my, my LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Instagrams. Our Twitters are Edmund McMillan with two N's. McMillan. McMillan, because somebody hacked me, and then a fan, and I'll put in quotes, a fan said, hey, don't worry, I got you. I'm going to sit on your name. 
and then you just tell me when you need it again. And then I said, okay, I need it, and then they don't reply. So I'm, I got an extra and I don't fucking care. And I am Danielle O'Reilly. Just fucking search my goddamn name if you care. Yeah, <laughs> it'll pop up. <laughs> Something happens somewhere. If you search Tommy's name, it just says Tommy Refinis net worth. Because there's that many weird, jealous weirdos out there who want to just... You search you search my name and it's like oh video games blah 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 blah. You search Tommy's name and the the first results are like who's Tommy's girlfriend? Uh, how much is he worth? How much money does he make? All these fucking weird jealous yeah. program weirdos who if like you put obsess in your name. Them. It comes up as the third one I think where it says Edmund McMillan net worth and I was like why the fuck do people need to know this shit? It used to be Edmund McMillan gay until the movie <laughs> and he came out and then it's not a search anymore. I, I, I actually I have a screen cap of it don't worry I it's my background on my computer it says Edmund McMillan's gay yeah good we're twins yeah <laughs> Danielle what was your Twitter um Danielle O'Rama oh, there you go alrighty guys alright I'm gonna wrap this puppy up bye bye, bye.